This is the new effing show, Jerry Lynn, and you're listening to Marking Out. This is Marking Out. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. Running like this. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. As you could hear, my accents kind of changed a little bit as I went from British to Australian, back to British, back to Australian, back to British. But I am your host, Brandon, you can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. I am also joined here by Dave. You can follow him on Twitter at Dave the Rave underscore MO. Almost forgot that portion. How you doing today? I am doing awesome as always. Thank You're you for dick. asking. You're a, such a <laughs> dick. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I'm doing very good, thank you. And how about yourself? I was doing awesome as always until I heard you steal some gimmick infringement stuff. Oh! Oh, yeah, hilarious. But did I mention this was episode 174? Possibly, possibly not. How were my accents? I think you pretty much nailed them. I don't think so, because (laughs) it went back and forth between both. And, And people from the United Kingdom and people from Australia will be like, no. That wasn't good at all. And then he's just going to really confuse them. But I have to practice because I just started to, uh, I just got a, uh, a, a gig. gig. Yeah, I just got a gig. Nice. Where at? Uh, Taco Bell. So I have to know every accent. Oh, sweet. What are you going to do? Are you going to have you be no. like the next dog? I'm not going to continue the bit, but yo, can taco, bam. There you go. All right. Yeah. So that's three accents you got. <laughs> I have more than, I'm the man of a thousand masks. I'm just kidding. I know. What about your voiceovers? <laughs> yeah, no. You bet you're a man of like five voiceovers. No. Clearly, there's more than five. Yeah. This show proves that there's more than five. You could give me an accent and I could do it. It's not like that, but. All right. Um, let's go with the comments and questions from last week. <laughs> I thought you were going to name an accent, but sure. First comment is from Bizarro Will. First of all, great photo for the episode, as always. Which, by the way, if people don't realize, it was Lance Stevenson who blew in LeBron James' ear, which became a meme all over the internet. I took advantage of that and made him kissing Vince McMahon's ass. Very fitting. Um, As far as Raw this evening goes, that was awesome. Which, sorry to break you up again, I've never heard of Lance Stevenson prior to this event, so sports, (laughs) go them. If Punk isn't coming back as a top heel, then who better than Rollins? Goodbye, hashtag Blutista. Until next week, this is some short feedback later, fellow Marks. Uh, thank you for your comment. Um, I'll yeah. be the only one to say it, I guess. I I liked Batista's attire at Payback. Really? Yeah. That's right. I'm, I'm still the only person that actually said that I'm, I kind of liked Batista being back. I mean, sure, he lo- he looked like Mega Man, but... Yeah, he looked hey. like Sonic the Hedgehog a little, too. No, I don't think so. I don't know uh, if you know what Sonic the Hedgehog looks like. You might want to go back in your 30s-odd-what career playing video games. 
Yeah. But, that but as far as Batista, I was I was fine with him being back, just not in the role he was in. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, he did do a good job. He was still putting over people, and yeah. he was still having good matches. Definitely. I mean, I mean him and Ziggler was probably one yeah. of the better matches of this year. Probably his best match of him coming back. Yeah. Actually, actually, I don't know because him versus the Shield, like those. Uh, well, yeah, but stream rules match. match, singles match though. Yeah, singles wise, definitely. Yeah, so um, definitely. As, if as you guys the, have never seen that match or those two matches or whatever matches they've had, definitely watch check the SmackDown that out. one. Not yeah, because far. I feel like not everybody watches SmackDown and. Yeah, the SmackDown one was a lot better than the Raw. Um, I don't know and then, if they had yeah. it on Raw even. Uh, what? Did they even have that on Raw? Yeah, yeah, it was like the same week. Oh. Um, I gotta agree with you. I think that Seth Rollins is good replace. Well, I don't even want to say replacement for heel uh, for Punk, but I think he's a good uh, he, uh, good heel, and I think he could rise to the occasion in that manner. You're not gonna say he did it in ROH. I mean, I <laughs> yeah, he kind of did. I mean, apparently when CM Punk left Ring of Honor, Seth Rollins came in Tyler Black uh, to kind of take over that role. So I guess it's kind of fitting. I'm kind of over. It's funny, like I tell, I say that I'm over the CM Punk, but the CM Punk, uh, I'm over him and everything. But when the theme song comes on in the radio, like I, I mark a little bit. I honestly though, I'd be perfectly fine if he never came back or if AJ never came back. Just let them do what they want to do. If he doesn't want to be there, why are we gonna keep on chanting his name and force him to be there? Right. Like but I'm, let's, I'm completely let's, open to having CM Punk back at whenever he wants to. Yeah. Just, but I mean, that's they're that's, doing a good, they're doing a fine job uh, carrying on and and in ratings and money wise without CM Punk. It, I mean, it only shows that CM Punk really wasn't as. Uh, great of a draw as I guess maybe he thought he was. I think the only time WWE would take a huge dip in profit if uh, Superstar left would that that would be if John Cena left. You That's know, the I, only time I could see it. I agree with you. I think that whoever wherever John Cena did go, it would be money. Um, even if he just left wrestling, I think it would be a big loss for the world of pro wrestling. I mean, a if, lot he, of people, if he left wrestling, I could see him being like a, a news anchor, not a news anchor, uh, a sports anchor. Honestly, somewhere. like I, I just don't, I, a lot, he gets a lot of crap for everything, like for being that good guy image and everything like that. But he really is the top dog of pro wrestling even. Yeah. Like, There's nobody bigger than him. He's bigger than Vince McMahon right now. He, he brings in the money. I mean, even if you hate him so much, you're still going to pay money because you want to see him get his ass beat. Yeah. So, and I guess let's move on to the next question. Yes, the next question comes from Jason Linick. Now that CM Punk didn't come back at Payback and it came out in an article that he considers himself retired, will fans finally stop chanting for him? No, because fans are stupid. Yeah, well... I was a big CM Punk fan, and I still wear his shirts and enjoy his DVD and matches, but isn't it time to accept that he isn't coming back? Uh, in regards Let, to this yeah. part, 
Uh, you could still wear his T-shirts and watch his DVD and watch his I, matches. I still watch – I mean, I still wear his T-shirts. I still I'll watch a CM Punk same, match. Same here. I mean, the guy – yeah, he left on, uh, I guess, in an in, in, inappropriate manner. But not even still, though. I mean, it's just like I mean, you you don't you don't walk out on a contract like that though. I don't. But know. there's really no yeah, other way maybe. for him to get out of a. I mean, I don't I don't know if there's any other way to get out of a contract when it comes to uh, WWE without being released. Right. I mean, Rey Mysterio. He's been sidelined with an injury, and he was coming up on an expiration expired contract, and apparently Vince McMahon renewed his contract for another year. Because I guess you're allowed – if you're out with injury or something, you, you're allowed to take that off of the contract and they're still obligated to work whatever they're supposed to work or something like that. It's interesting. Yeah, there was something like where the injury time ends up playing a factor. I mean if you're injured and it's kind of like they're not making their any money off of right. you while you're injured. so. Right. It's just interesting. Um, I hope that the fans stop cheering for him because it really does take away from whoever's in the ring. I yeah. Mean, unless the only it, people that doesn't take away from is Paul Heyman and Stephanie McMahon because those are the two only people that have made that have acknowledged the chance and really made reference to it to the chance and squashed them right there. But even then, it's like. It's just, I think it was last week's even when the crowd just chanting for CM Punk. And meanwhile, you got your fucking, your world champion in the ring right there. Yeah, it's, why are you going to, you so pretty much Daniel Bryan's going to be in the wrestling ring with Stephanie McMahon. You're going to chant for CM Punk. So pretty much right now, you're telling Stephanie, you're telling Daniel Bryan, and you're telling the entire company that you don't want Daniel Bryan as your champion. You'd right. rather have CM Punk in that ring with Stephanie McMahon. Exactly. So all your Occupy raw bullshit yeah. for and, CM Punk. And in all of this entire like yes movement, and Dan, we want Daniel Bryan as champion. We want Daniel Bryan this. He deserves it and all that. It like goes to shit because you're being hypocrites. I mean, you want him as a champion, yet when he, instead of chanting his name in the ring, you're going to chant for CM Punk. Yeah. What is that supposed to say? Exactly. And it's like if a wrestler leaves or whatever, I, there's nothing that a wrestler could do that will make me stop watching their matches or enjoying their matches. And It's like, pro wrestling. I mean, honestly, the worst – or no, possibly the best example of this that I can give is Chris Benoit. I love I'm watching not, his matches. I'm not going to stop watching his matches for what he did. I I still like I don't and you know me I don't watch DVDs I don't watch I like I'll watch clips on YouTube here and there the only matches that I'll actually watch in full length is like a an old school match like some sort of a cool gimmick match or usually like a Chris Benoit match that I haven't seen like maybe from him as like uh, in Japan or something like that so did you know who the first casket match was Yep. Michael P. Uh, no, uh, Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. What, did you watch the thing recently, too? Yeah. Yeah, I watched it. But now who was his I, opponent, Mark? Huh? <laughs> I said, now who was his opponent, Mark? Um, I don't know. It's the Russian bear? No. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Yeah. I like the way he was telling the story, though. What? For those that don't know, we're talking about on YouTube, they have like this... Uh, Is he sick? Who? Dusty, Dusty? Rhodes? He looks like it. He really does look frail. He's skinny and bald now. Yeah, he looks mad frail. I mean, he is getting up there in age. 
but maybe it's just a little bit too much. Like maybe he, like I don't know if he travels with the WWE often or anything. Maybe he's getting healthy or something. I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully, it's that. Yeah. But Jason went on to say on another. Uh, well, sorry, he went one other note. I didn't catch Payback Live, but I did watch it back and see what you're saying about Rob Van Dam. He says, yes, I did the thumb thing. He seems hesitant about everything. I think we all had to know that this pace, that his pace would slow down with time, but this is a bit ridiculous. Keep up the good work, Jason, at Linick on Twitter. So... Yeah, I mean, it's not... I think the WWE was expecting a, a run out of RVD like he had last time around. And this time... I mean, which last ready, time around? Well, last time around, it was these. It was these. It was a lot better than this time around. I don't know. I mean, yeah, you... I think you, people need to open their eyes. But even still, even if it... <laughs> even if he had one good... If he had two good matches or looked... He still looked better last time. Last time, he wasn't as bad as he is now. I saw what I saw, and I'm not changing that All tough right. guy. Maybe... I don't know. Maybe his knees are starting to go. I don't know. I mean, for maybe. doing it for so long and the stretches, and I don't know. Maybe it's that he's working high or something. Who knows? He's not supposed to. He's not supposed to be around much longer, though. I think his. I think he's up soon. Like well, I want he him. Has, like he's on for a few months and then he's off for a few months. I See, think that's he's, what I. Like, I don't. For a few I don't. Now. What I don't want is I want him to stay long enough so I can have a WWE video game version of him. Last, it's too late, though. I don't. No, it isn't. He returned after. When did he return? He returned after WrestleMania or whatever, or was it before WrestleMania? I don't even remember. But whichever it was, it's not too after. late. It's not too late because that's when they get the newer guys in there. I thought that they don't. I thought that, like the cutoff was like April, May. And when's WrestleMania? <laughs> yeah, but that's. No, they had guys like there's tons of people who've been in video games that debuted after WrestleMania. Well, they didn't have the Usos and all. all That's right, their stupid fault. Who they, though? There's tons of people. I can't even go and name them. They didn't do Fandango. I mean, what do you mean Fandango was in last year's game? Not the year before that when he debuted like right around WrestleMania. Last year's game was would be WrestleMania 29. Yeah. He was in last. No, he's in this year's game. No, he's game. not. He was yeah, in this so year's I, game, not last. I don't know. Year's. I'm not a video game creator. There are people. people. Trust me. There's trust me. There's people. Uh, uh, next question it's is from Justin DeRosa. Yes. Hey guys, awesome show as always. And OMG, the raw ending. Why Seth? Raw, why Seth? Why? Excited for raw this week at Justin DeRosa three sixteen. P.S. Biggie is Langston. still recovering from his brutal match with Rusev, so he could not comment. But he did say he wrote that uh, wrote his Star Spangled War. Banner. War, like, David. Oh, <coughs> sorry, I'm trying not to cough, and like it's affecting my reading because I'm stupid like that. Um, he wore <laughs> I can't cough his Star Spangled Banner singlet for you, Brandon. I have to say that singlet was pretty cool. Oh man, I, right. Yeah. Except for when you're going to wear a matching attire with Rusev. That's cool that your flags match. 
Yeah, I, I don't. Biggie doesn't do anything. I just don't see him being anything at all. Can you repeat that? I don't see Big E being anything at all. The the one time where he's entertaining, I mean, he not that he has he had a great match with I think it was Wade Barrett, but the one time the only time where he's actually entertaining is where he's doing that spear to the outside of the ring, right. like through the ropes. Yep. I mean, besides that, it's just eh. I so don't. so what changes in you? I just I may not be a fan of that big I think I've said this before on this show too but I think I'm not a big fan of that like big powerhouse uh wrestler move set kind so, of So is Rusev going to be next on your list to start not liking? You know what? I don't I don't know. I don't know. He's not as he's not like I don't think he's like big big. He's not like bodybuilder big. Rusev? I don't know. Rusev he's not like crush the, David. Yeah, but he's not like the size of uh, like I don't know. Not the size of Warlord. Yeah, why, why do you say that? <laughs> I don't know. Up next, we have a, I guess a a schooling by Eric. Classic uh, session by Montreal Broski. Montreal Broski. Did I say that wrong? He goes, "Hey guys, another great show this week." I was surprised how much Brandon seemed to know about the Habs, but I'm sorry to say he made a mistake many people make. First, let me say, I don't know anything about the Habs. <laughs> I, I just recently, I Googled them to see who the Rangers' competition were. Because that's what a good uh, hockey fan, or that's what a good person, if you're going to cheer for a team, at least know who they're facing. Is what, what I Wouldn't a good fan like know from watching it? No, no, that's why I didn't want to say a good fan. Okay. If you're going to watch, then no. Because I'm no by no means a, a fan. I like to go watch hockey games. It's cool to be there and hear the puck hit the ice and everything. And it's cool well, to go to baseball Well, not everybody could games. also get tickets. Yeah, exactly. Which is another thing I said the last time or whatever is that if people experience what I experience and knowing that I'm barely a fan, they'd be like, oh, fuck that kid. Yeah, Brandon gets the hookup. Yeah. Brandon gets the hookup. I actually uh, know Big Papa Pump, so. He does. He is my hookup. They pump together. Don't say that. Why would you say that? It's the truth. That sounds really weird. But, all right, so what do you guys do together? I won't use pump. Nothing. <laughs> you get your you get your swole on together? I have never your met swole. the guy in my life. <laughs> so, he goes on to say, uh... The H on the Habs jersey stands for, wait for it, hockey. No way. But I don't recall ever saying the H stood for anything but that. I just know the, the, the nickname. The Canadian's official name in French is Club de Hockey. Uh, oh, Hockey Canadiens, which is Canadian's hockey club. So the I logo. Like you, I feel like you read that as if you were like Funaki. What? You sound like Funaki or something. I, that wasn't French enough for you? I don't think that was French enough. The Canadian official name in France is Club de Hockey. Canadian. A Canadian Hockey Club. So the logo is a C with a little H. And now you know. But wait. Why do we say Go Habs Go? It's because of Dr. Seuss, I'll tell you. Brandon, you were kind of right. 
Habs is the abbreviated version of habit habitants. Why do I keep freaking that up? Said like habita. I guess that's French for. Oh, there you go. Now you. No, no that's French. Your, the second way that you said it was wrong too. Habitants. What do you mean? Habita. Habita. Habite. Habita. I don't know French. I took Spanish in high school and failed, basically. Except I didn't fail. The confusion about what the H means caused by one-time MSG owner Tex Rickard claimed that the H stood for habitant. I'm going to go with that maybe French. I'm going to go Ricard. Tex Ricard. Huh. Nah. Which you both know. Which you both now know isn't the case. And a habitant is an early French settler in Canada. Or I did I say Vienna. that last no. week? Because they're French. Of course, that's where they are. That's where they, they, they... You could say habitant about anybody. A habitant. A habitant? Yeah, you heard that? He's got a bicycle. <laughs> yeah, so those are the questions and comments this week. So that means... Can we call, like, Ring World Rebellion habitants? Yes, they're from Louisiana. Nice. You can call anybody a habitant. You've never heard that word before? Not like Maybe not, I'm thinking of inhabitant, actually. What? I said maybe I'm thinking of inhabitant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. English was a long time ago for me. Yeah. Don't say yeah, because I'm better than you, so screw off. Well, I can't de deny that one. I mean, yeah. listen to how I speak at times. I thought you were going to make a joke there. Oh, no. But yes, those were our questions and comments. Thank you, everybody, for leaving them. Uh, you could certainly, certainly, certainly um, leave questions and comments on this episode um, that you're hearing right now. Last week, or not last week, yeah, well, last week's episode, we had a little snafu with our uh, episode, our stream, or whatever happened. Something happened where... It didn't work, but, uh, yeah, yeah. thank you, uh, Allie, for letting us know. At yeah. The time. Oh, actually, there was a, I think, a question that got added after we recorded last week, too. Really? Yeah. Want to pull that up real quick? Yeah, we could do that. Maybe yeah, later. let's do it. Let's give them yeah. that time. We have Kyle commenting. Saying, hey, guys, hope you watched NXT TakeOver. I really enjoyed the show. The Ascension showed me their dominance. Breeze and Zayn put on a great match. Even the Divas had a good match. Which is, I don't know if that's sad to say, even the Divas had a good match. As in expectations are low. But I guess that's what wrestling is these days. There was a point in the match where Charlotte and Natty in, uh, where Charlotte had Natty in the figure four and they were rolling around trying to reverse it. And it seems like Natty put the pressure on Charlotte, even though she still had it locked in. I felt confused by the way they were selling it, <clears throat> which I want to say I was confused completely with that. Because as we know, all you have to do, well, as we know per what we've seen on television, is if you want to reverse the figure four leg lock, you turn over and put the pressure on them. I don't get that. Like, I don't get why that works. You want to try it? Yeah. Like, I, I don't get why if you turn over, the pressure reverses. <laughs> it might be one of those things that it really doesn't. Yeah, I think it's just like a wrestling thing. 
<laughs> I don't know though, but like, I, I still I thought that spot was stupid where they like were biomechanically wise. Around. I don't think it would make a difference regardless of what way you are. Maybe because the it has to do with whose leg is pushing on whose leg. Maybe I have no idea. I'm not. A but the legs aren't leg. changing position or anything. But the pressure is the pressure is now instead of instead of this leg going down on uh, instead of let's say Charlotte's flare Charlotte's leg like her right leg or whatever putting pressure on Natty's right leg yeah. it's now the opposite I think where no it is yes it is it's the same if you flip over you're not putting the pressure on it anymore it's the other because inertia what's inertia what's inertia. You can still put the pressure on. But what's inertia? Inertia. That's definitely not that. Isn't that the pressure where it's pushing down or whatever? Maybe. Look that up. You can tell me what inertia is. Inertia is the resistance of any physical object to any change in its state of motion. Right. So if you're moving one way and you flip it over. I don't think it's making a difference. I think it's pro wrestling. But we should. I don't know. Maybe. I'll ask. <laughs> Neville versus Kid was an awesome markout moment for me and was spot on where Kid was going for the sunset flip off the top rope and Neville countered and gave Kid a sit down powerbomb. That match will top the uh, payback pay per view, in my opinion. Only thing missing was a gimmick match. My question is uh, fantasy booking on how you would have Daniel Bryan drop the belt to payback. Who would get it? Award it to someone, have a match for it, or it could something like uh, it could be something like No Mercy 2007. And how would you have Daniel Bryan get back into the chase for the title again? Well, sorry Dude. we didn't cover that last week. Yeah. Um, I guess as we know from the Payback pay per view, which was this past Sunday, where? Not in Chicago. In Rosemont, Illinois. At the All-State Arena, Daniel Bryan did not drop the championship. So let's go with how we predict it will play out. Like Since it, since we can't really predict him dropping the title there, let's predict kind of the future of it. You want to go he, first? Or say me? he rides the, the, the highway as champion. Yeah, I got to agree. I think uh, as we find out, he gets put in a position for at Money in the Bank with his title in the line, uh, wrestle or lose it. Um, I think that we're going to have some sort of an interference, possibly the Shield uh, attacking his opponent before the match starts. I mean, I don't know if Daniel Bryan could actually wrestle yet. So I'm trying to think of what way they could go about it to keep Daniel Bryan in the ring for um, the, as CM for Punk did it. So least time possible. It's not that difficult. Punk did it. Yeah, because Punk did. But we also don't know the the circumstances of Punk's injury. We don't. We don't know the circumstances of Daniel Bryan's injury. I mean, right. But I'm just saying, as a, as like Punk did it without wrestling. Is what I'm saying oh, for okay. like three months or whatever it was. Yeah, I think that Daniel Bryan's going to ride. I think that there's going to be an interference or some sort of a no con no contest interference DQ, some way that Daniel Bryan still retains the championship because honestly, it's already been a few weeks since his surgery. Um, you already with payback, you just bought three to four weeks extra for him to re recover. But with his recovery time, you have to also factor in that he recently got married, so. 
yeah, so a honey, honey, and with Brie Bella and everything getting fired, there may be a honeymoon in the future. No, I was gonna say that he probably was like knocking boots often. So I don't get it. Like his injury um, is still there. You like you don't know how he could perform. I don't yeah, remember. I don't know. What you, it's 2014. So are you, are you folks? It's 2014. In the folks. Ring, like in the bed. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you talking about that? Because I married. What goes on in your mind? The newlyweds. Newlyweds do that kind of thing. They do. I myself have never been married, so I wouldn't know if newlyweds actually. I would think do that, that it gets done before, and then once you get married, it stops. No, but no, I, no, no. Once you get married, it it goes. You do bunny stuff, and then then it stops. All right. Well, regardless, use it or lose it. Yeah. That's number one. Um. But yeah, I think he's still going to retain. Moving on. Shall we go right into the payback pay-per-view itself? I guess we kind of already were. Is that a question or should I answer you? Yeah, you can answer me. We could have a dialogue on this podcast. All right, let's do it. There's the dialogue. Yeah, hilarious. All right, payback. We got the pre-show. Oh, um, with predictions. Oh, we tied. No, Brandon won, I think. Really? Oh, yeah, I won because Daniel Bryan didn't surrender his title. Yeah. That was our deciding factor. Even with the added matches that weren't announced, we still had the same picks. Yeah, we both chose Ryback solo for uh, Brotherhood. So if I can interview you you for a second, how does that make you feel? I'm proud of you. I'm proud of my little cousin for doing a good job and predicting, uh, predicting better than I. What do you mean little cousin? My little cousin. I'm literally like four years younger than you. Ah. Which sucks. That really so sucks. Does that mean that you're 34? No. Oh. You don't know how wor- age works, do you? Oh. <laughs> All right. Four, four minus 40 is not, is not 34. Uh, it's 25. But uh, obviously. In, in, in human years it is. These days oh. with Botox and everything. Yeah. Alright, yeah. so we had the pre-show. El Torito defeated Hornswoggle, and Hornswoggle had to shave his head a little bit, I guess. Yeah, and it was a, it was a hair versus hair mask. No, what? A hair versus hair mask? <laughs> How'd that one work out? Hair versus mask match. And it, would you think that it, during the match, uh, Hornswoggle was trying to demask uh, El Torito. Yeah, I don't get the point of that. If he, especially if that's like the main reason for the match. If he takes Torito's mask off, should that not cause a disqualification on Hornswoggle, making him have to get his hair shaved? I would. I guess so. I don't know. I feel like the reason for the match is to remove the mask. So I don't think it's. I think it's kind of dumb. However, during the match, he did actually remove the mask and thought he did remove what was the main mask of El Torito, but it was just the over mask, which was yeah. pretty cool that there was a such thing as that. This match was all right, but it definitely didn't live up to the WLC match. Right. It was, I mean, it was a fun match, though, and, and I'd be interested to see what's next, I guess. It, it, it was entertaining. Um, I guess they're going to keep on going with gimmick matches for the pre-show involving them, and you know what? I say do it. But what could... Well, like, I don't even know what could be next. Money in the bank. Uh, yeah, but there's no title for them. Uh-oh. They're bringing it back. The Cruiserweight Championship? Yeah. He was the last Cruiserweight Champion, I think. That's- 
Yeah, sad? I Were think you he was. Say, That's sad. I think he was. <laughs> yeah, Hornswoggle. Watch now. It's going to be the cruiserweight championship on the line. Which I don't know. Maybe we'll see a return of Billy Kidman. Why? Well, I, I was just thinking that. I was just thinking that too. Yeah, because we're cousins. Yeah. All right. We so also was had. Was, what? Yeah. No. I was what? going to say we also had Sheamus defeating Cesaro to retain the U.S. Championship. Unfortunately. You uh, know, but that loss it the loss didn't really make a difference for Cesaro. Absolutely not. It's not like it was a make or break for him, so I'm I'm okay with it. I really just wanted that. I want that European Championship back. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I like try to pulling out like the fan fan stuff and everything. I, it doesn't really do anything. I'm what fine with the it. fan stuff. Like wanting Cesaro to be champion, wanting oh, him to yeah. be uh, bringing bring back the European Championship, like which I've been saying for what it seems like three years now. Nah, I think we've all been saying that. Yeah, but I said it first. Don't don't try and take my thunder anymore. Of course, you you've always said everything first. Oh, speaking of thunder, today's National Donut Day. Nobody's gonna be listening to this now and be like, "Oh shit!" Or they'll. It's be... Friday. If you didn't get a donut yesterday, you screwed up. Yeah, which hopefully there's <clears> some donuts <throat> in my future. Got to get turned up. You know what I'm saying? I mean, what we mentioned before, uh, Paul Heyman came out and cut a. Acknowledged to see him punk chance. Um, stupid. You did cut out there, but I, I believe you you were just saying about how CM uh, Paul Heyman came out and acknowledged the CM Punk chance. That's what that's what actually showed up on the audio. Yes, that is all I said. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought there was like a, there might have been like a gap in there or whatever, but no, no, yeah. Um, I thought it was necessary. It piped the crowd down. Um, I think the only way to beat it is to acknowledge it. Yeah, and it put them in their place. It yeah. absolutely did. And I was I was very disappointed with the fact that this pay per view took place in that area because uh, how long ago was the the how long ago were they there last? Like I remember that Raw where they all like hijacked Raw and shit very recently. Well, wasn't that a different place though? It, the same area though. Uh, I don't know what the area is. Well, I'm saying like the Chicago area. That's like having. That's like saying that just because they had a show at MSG means that we or means that we shouldn't have a show at like uh, Nassau Coliseum or. No. Um, no. What I'm saying is like it was that long ago. Like it seems like it was. It wasn't long ago. Is what I'm saying. And they had a pay per view. When was the last time a pay per view was here for WrestleMania? No, no. You're just bitter because they won't have something at MSG. Yeah, it should be there. They used to go there every like month. Yeah, maybe it just—I don't know. Maybe it's just MSG. What changed? Um, this is Why this is James Dolan a dick. Um, this was definitely the, I, in my opinion, the best card, one of the best matches of the night. I thought it was the best match of the night. Yeah. Um, yeah. Moving on, uh, Roy Baxel defeated Brotherhood. Uh, Cody Rhodes kind of slipped doing a moonsault at one point. That was kind of uh, a scary moment, I guess. Yeah, but it, it ended up it it ended up looking like. Uh... Almost like a Bam Bam Bigelow moonsault, to me at least. I have to go back uh, and watch it. No. Because he came off looking like a crossbody. Nah. Kind of. I don't know. What else you got to say about this match? Anything? No, it's just, this, just was, yeah. this was one of the uh, the added matches. Yeah, one of the added matches. At the end of the uh, Cody got on the mic, told Goldust that he needs to find himself a better partner, and that's how the breakup happens. Yeah. 
We had nobody turn against anybody. But it's still not a breakup per se. And there's still time for somebody to turn on. Like yeah, Cody, for I Cody mean, to turn on Goldust or something like that. Or, or eventually turn on Cody. Yeah, and the way that maybe they're they're leading to that because I mean Cody's right here finding Goldust partners now. Not to skip ahead or anything. Well, to skip ahead, whatever. But uh maybe Goldust would be like, No, I'm sick of it. And then boom. Cody were no longer cool. Yeah. Uh Rusev defeated Big E. Not much to talk about this match. Yeah. Biggie hit that little spear between the ropes. Rusev won. This was probably, uh, and I, I don't get it, man. Everyone like on Twitter, they always call me racist and stuff for not liking Langston. Yeah, why is it? Why is that? Like, if we don't like someone that is, like, that's racist to call me racist. Like, why is it that's the automatic thing to go to just because we don't like a pro wrestler? I mean, even same thing could be said about John Cena. If we tweet out a joke about a joke about John Cena, or we say that this person should have defeated John Cena, why do we hate John Cena? No, we don't hate anybody. I don't think we hate any wrestler besides I, you and Ric Flair, maybe. I, well, I don't like Biggie Langston. Yeah, but personally, I don't. I, I don't have a problem with him. Obviously, exactly. I don't think there's any wrestler in the like that we. I don't have, have a problem with anybody in the business. Personally. I wouldn't say that. No, wrestling. Wrestlers uh, in the yeah, business. Wrestlers. I don't have any wrestling problems at all. Yeah. That's a fact. But there are people I don't like. There are there are wrestlers I don't like, so... Yeah. I can't... That's not my fault. That's... Their fault. How, <laughs> I mean, they're not entertaining to me. Yeah. We uh, also... Yeah, we so it's more. not racist. Right. We also had uh, another uh, match. This got set up on the pre-show... Uh, I guess Kofi Kingston sent out some tweets uh, in, in uh, I guess, negatively towards Stephanie McMahon and how her regime has been handling. Yeah, really questioning the authority. Yeah, so she set up uh, Kofi Kingston versus Bo Dallas, which I guess the commentators think Bo Dallas haven't, hasn't been on pay-per-view before, but whatever. Uh, it went to a no contest, however, because the Demon Kane came out. I don't like calling him the Demon Kane. Well, I... I don't think it was a no contest. Yeah. It started. Well, it didn't even start. It was a it was just not a match. Well the, the I that, feel like no contest it starts. No, I don't think and so. There's no finish. I don't think so. I so think then it once a match that starts and doesn't finish. It could also be a no contest. It's either or. It's a match. It was gonna be a match. It didn't it happen. Didn't happen. <laughs> Which right. was an odd thing because well Kane came out, he attacked Kofi, whatever, but it's an odd thing because as soon as Kane got in the ring, Charles Robinson had the bell ring. And I don't know if he had the bell ring for, like, the, the DQ part of it. Could have just been an accident. Well, he pointed from what I saw, so. No, I mean, it could have been an accident with him calling for the bell. Maybe he forgot that it's not Kane versus Kofi. Oh, yeah. He may have just called the bell thinking that Kane was his opponent by accident. Yeah, that could um, be. But, I mean, I, I feel like if you didn't watch the pre-show, you wouldn't have known what was going on. Like, well, no. It was just, no, I mean, I, think, I, didn't, I didn't watch it. I thought that Kane was just coming out to attack Kofi Kingston. I didn't understand it at all. Why? Well, what do you mean? Like, I didn't watch the pre-show. The commentator so I, said that. That's why the match was there, though. I didn't hear that. I thought part. at least that's why. I didn't hear that. I thought that's what they said. I'm, I'm not positive. but And it's funny that uh, here Oh, there, yes, yes. No, you're correct. Michael Cole did mention uh, Kofi was being critical of the authority. Right. 
And it's funny because like here and there during this pay-per-view when I would, I would tweet stuff out, be like, this, I don't remember this or this, this, I don't see this. And I did it on Raw as well about the pay-per-view the night before. And people were like, actually, they did mention such and such. And I'm like, fuck. No. Yeah, what was that about? Because I saw your tweet and I was just like, no, that did happen. Because the pay-per-view was just – it's not even a pay-per-view anymore. But it's just so – it was so choppy that I it, it freezes every – maybe every 10 seconds. And then I got to skip forward to live so it unfreezes. Uh, so I miss chunks of stuff. So uh, – Thank heavens for the next match. Bad News Barrett defeated RVD. Yes, to retain his Intercontinental Championship. That was I say, a terrible thank, I say thank accident. heavens because if he lost the championship to RVD, that would really anger me. Yeah. And wouldn't make any sense. It wouldn't anger me. I would be disappointed, though. I wouldn't understand it at all. Uh, Daniel Bryan, decision time. Yes or no? Did he uh, give up the title or did he not? Who are you, the New York Post? Yes, and he did not give up the title. Brie Bella is not fired, but she quit. She quit. She quit. She quit. She quit. She quit. If anybody quit. knows what that is, I'd, I'd uh, appreciate you letting me know you know. <laughs> but uh, um, moving on There was a that. point I did like that Stephanie McMahon, oh, not just to prove on. the point of what we were talking about before where you're being stupid by not cheering for that champion that you've always that you've wanted to be champion and cheering for a wrestler that's not even currently with well somebody not on the active roster right uh Stephanie McMahon says uh to the fans these people want you to quit just like this person I mean so I'd say props to Stephanie McMahon she's been on her toes and nailing everything when it comes to dealing with the audience or dealing with uh, Batista and Randy Orton in the ring for that segment. Some some might even say that she's been on her game. Yeah, some would say that. That was also, sorry, 2014, folks. It was a joke between her and Triple H. Oh. Triple H is the game. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I didn't get that. Yeah. Now I did. Uh, John Cena defeated Bray Wyatt. Um, it was a match. It, it was happened. a last man standing match. Yeah. Both the Usos and the Wyatts were both at ringside. I feel like the only cool moments were like John Cena throwing the steps at Bray Wyatt. And then the table the other, spot was cool. Yeah, the rest with Luke Harper. Like, the ending was so terrible. Like I like Luke Harper doing that top rope suplex to the outside of the ring through a table. And then he also, uh, Jimmy Uso went for that like suicide dive. And Harper threw the pretty much held the table up so he dove right into the table. I thought that was pretty cool. But like, um, what about the ending? I, I'm fine with it. It's the I only think it's stupid. Like, it doesn't make sense. I don't understand. I, I just finished. I makes, still didn't finish two other sentences just now. But huh? I, I just went to speak and then started like two other sentences without finishing the other sentence. So which one do you want to finish? No, I was just gonna say that I don't. I don't get how an ending like that can happen. All right. The point of a last it? well, the point of a last man standing match should be the last man standing because the other person's knocked out. Okay, but it, it but it doesn't always go like that. We've seen this finish in the past a few times. I mean, we've seen this with Mick Foley and The Rock. Well, like what? There's been a few times where finishes like this have Mick taken Foley place. Mick Foley and The Rock? Are you talking about? I quit. I Wait, quit. No. I quit. Yeah. That was but, for a pinfall. But even still, we've still seen this 
uh, happened before. But I don't where understand where they've it. been covered. Like if you can't, if you can't honestly have me knocked out, then I can't be the exactly. Leader. And that's the good thing about it. That's what you have to. What you should be getting. This is the only way that John Cena was able to knock to have Bray Wyatt stay off his feet, and he wasn't even knocked out. Which doesn't make only... sense characteristically Shut the of fuck Cena. Up, Twitter. I thought you were yelling at me. No. I was about to be like, "Don't you dare yell at me!" <laughs> um, yeah, but that's what I don't get. You don't understand. I mean, it it makes Bray Wyatt still look good. The fact that John Cena couldn't beat him in—he beat him in the last man standing match. But Bray Wyatt was still getting up. The only way that he could defeat him is by covering him uh, with production crew uh, stuff I uh, just, cases. I just don't get it. That was the only way to beat him, and um, and I think it makes him look good uh, that that was the only way to beat him. I don't think that. But John Cena no, had Bray was they they sold Bray not being there on Raw. Mean? They sold him as like being unable to be there. Really? Yeah, he wasn't there on Raw at all. So and, and they, they sold, sold it. it. Yeah, where's Bray? Why isn't he here? John but Cena defeated him last night in the last man standing match. I don't know if so. But, it's like, so they sold it as an injury, though. Not, I don't, not as an injury. I don't know what they sold it as. That was my take of it, though. Exactly. So I don't know. I didn't watch that much of Raw, so I don't know. Um, but I think I'm, I'm okay with it. But I think that Bray Wyatt could have gotten that win over John Cena. Absolutely. That's what I, my opinion as well. I mean, but uh, but it doesn't hurt in this finish. I don't know. I just feel like you're taking the eggs and you scramble it, and this isn't you're not not making the omelet. You're not finishing it. It makes no sense to have unless there's exactly. going to be you're something not... at main at, at Money in the Bank, which I don't Bingo. know what will like. What's exactly the, you what's just the, you, you just nailed it. But what's just what's said exactly what's left? why? What's left? You just said exactly why. But what's left? Like we've seen them cage match. We've seen them last man standing. This, that, extreme rules. I don't know. Let the bookers figure it out. Let the creative figure it out. I don't know. Let it play out. But what would you like to see in their final match if that were to be their final match at Money in the Bank? I don't care. I don't know. It's difficult because they've done so much already. I don't know. So, uh, Paige, took, Paige defeated Alicia Fox. Um, it, was, it was a decent match. I mean, it was a good match. It was kind of like a palate cleanser. Off of the last man standing match. But that's really it. I think fans just did not care at all about this match. Yeah, I feel like maybe after the hype of the last man standing match to go to the Divas match, I feel like a lot of fans don't give the Divas uh, the time of day because of the preemptive thought that it's going to suck. It's a bathroom break. Um, nothing good is going to happen during this match. So I think that that's kind of like already mentally ingrained in their minds. Yeah. So they just won't pay attention to it or they just won't, they won't be, they won't give it the time of day. Yeah. Which people really need to start paying attention to, uh, the divas matches where that, that feature people like Paige and people like, uh, Oksana and stuff like that. Yeah, not, not necessarily Alicia Fox, but even why? She, well, I'm just saying, not I like necessarily. Fox a lot. You're not letting me finish. I'm saying that they don't have to pay. That they should pay attention to every match, first of all. But matches that feature Paige, people that are newer and absolutely better than 
people on the roster who they've seen suck before. Alicia Fox, I'm saying you don't know, you don't have to. What am I trying to say here? That's the thing I'm trying to get to. I don't get what you're bringing up. Why you're saying that people could tune in for Paige Oksana, not necessarily Alicia Fox. Uh, not necessarily Alicia Fox. I completely lost my train of thought when you interrupted me. You were like interrupt. You were you were kind of putting down Alicia Fox. But I wasn't going to, and now I forgot what I was going to say. Whatever. I think she's been really good in the ring. So that's that. Which match. is what I was gonna I was gonna say that even though she's gotten a lot better, I forgot though. I don't so know. So even though she got a lot better, she sucks. Like I I figured you're gonna insult her. No, it was just I don't I forgot I don't remember anymore. It was right, something whatever. leaning towards the future. I don't know. But main the, event the main time. event this this pay per view we had the Shield. Defeating Evolution in the six-man elimination tag match, which I completely forgot was an elimination tag match because there were no tags for the most part. It was just fight everywhere outside of the arena or inside within the arena bowl itself, which didn't make sense to me. Um, and I guess Evolution had the, the upper hand for most of the match, which I didn't like. And then the, the last three... Last like five minutes of the match, count one, two, three for each three members of Evolution. Yeah, I, it didn't make sense to me at all, and I was quite—I think I was bored by that match, except for like the minor fact that Seth Rollins dove off the Titantron. That was cool, but there was not much in this match that made me say, "Wow, this was a good match." Yeah, it wasn't spectacular or anything. Once again, I think Money in the uh, their Extreme Rules match was better than this one as well. Yeah. Um, but even, right. even that match was difficult to follow. It's just, it just in this case, I it just I shouldn't have I shouldn't have been able to forget that this was an elimination match, a tag match, even based off the fact that there were zero tags or or minimal tags. I should say not zero. It was just very confusing and odd, mm-hmm. but that was that. All right, so that was the pay-per-view. Uh, let's move on to some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Well, let's kick it off with the bads. What do you say? We'll just uh, go straight up? Yeah, we'll go with the bads. I'll say this first, though. I was listening to an old episode of Mark and Out the other day. Why? Well, I will do that from time to time. That's weird. No, it isn't. They're great episodes. And everybody else can listen to past episodes on markingout.com. And they can subscribe on iTunes, too, and get them. It's not a weird thing. But I was listening to it, and they were like, let's go on to Monday Night Raw. And I was like, Monday Night Night Raw. Like, it wasn't that voice, but it was a terrible match impression. And I really think that I've worked on this... uh, Getting this voice down pat. You sounded like Randy Newman for that. Yeah, it was Randy Newman, but that that's not what it sounded like on the episode that I was listening to. It was just I couldn't I can't replicate it again. But Nah. Yeah, so. I just want to thank everybody for letting me workshop everything. Uh the bad. First bad of the night. Evolution. Opening up Monday Night Raw. Triple H spoke about how the shield and evolution wasn't over. <laughs> Even though the match at Payback was like billed as the last time in the ring together ever or whatever. And then Batista quit because he didn't get what he wanted from his return. And that yeah, was... He has the new uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movie coming out in soon, so press, you gotta do press. But, I mean, 
that was that. Uh, I wasn't impressed with the opening of it. I think it was. Do I want to say it was like it, it made Triple H look childish almost? Do you know what I do? What, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like no, this isn't the last thing. No, I'm not. I can't. Triple H doesn't lose. I'm not gonna lose. I'm gonna win this. He's obsessed with winning. They're trying to get that win. Um, yeah. Uh, so that was bad. Damian Sandow coming out as Lance Stevenson. Uh, Lance Steven Stevenson. Uh, I guess with the basketball hoops. Yeah, he did some basketball challenges. Big it show. Was, it was like the Harlem Globetrotters, except it was terrible. Uh, and then, like you said, Big Show came out and. He threw the ball at Sandow, and then he broke the hoop when he slammed the ball in. Yeah. This was a completely pointless segment. I, I, I don't understand why. It's... I think Big Show, if you wanted to be like, if you wanted to use Big Show in that segment, it should have been for uh, him grabbing the ball and like smashing it. I don't know I don't if know that's if he... possible by Big well, Show. You could probably set it up so it's a breakaway. I mean, you could not have air in it and just kind of like, uh, something, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, and, and I also have to say, I think on main event we missed a uh, a Sandow gimmick. I think he was Big D or something like that, a rapper gimmick. Great. Yeah. Uh, Rusev had <laughs> that was, that was, a award ceremony. That was, that was a Chris response by you, and I yeah. completely understand it. Uh, Rusev had an award ceremony, kind of a deal. Yeah, he was honored by the Russian Federation, quote unquote. Uh, yeah. Which which had him standing on a not even a, it's not a podium I don't know what they're called I just a heard the word the other day a stand no it's not a stand it's they have a word for it that uh, people stand on but what's the point of this though I, to have him stand on that thing with the Russian national anthem playing like, while it doesn't it dropped. doesn't it's not getting heat it's not making us think any more of him. Yeah, nobody it's cared about it. It was completely just, pointless and nothing. It nothing. It did nothing to get Rusev over. Yeah, which, it's just. Which, it was just a waste of time. Which led me to even say on uh, during the Monday Night Raw when I was tweeting, I said, I honestly believe whoever wrote that segment should be fired. He he would have benefited a lot more from attacking someone backstage. Not even that's not even characteristic of Rusev though. That's the thing, like, but I'm saying it's better than this. I mean, this, at least that, I, I can understand it where could they be were characteristic going. If it starts a feud, I don't know. If he I, attacks Sheamus backstage, yeah. If he attacks Sheamus backstage, and then it's time to go for the U.S. Championship, I, I definitely under, that. I definitely understand where they were trying to go with this, but but they it, shouldn't it's, have. It's pointless. It makes no sense. And I really, really, I hope they're listening to this. And I hope that person got reprimanded or something, fired or yelled at big time for being like, oh, Brandon didn't like that segment. Yeah. Um, give him lashes or something. Very few middles. Uh, we have the Kane-Cena match, right? Uh, well, we have Cena, first of all, with uh, Stephanie McMahon in, a, in the ring. And uh, Cena basically came out and said Daniel Bryan shouldn't have to turn over his championship. And uh, I thought the segment itself was kind of pointless, but it seemed like it was only done to kind of get uh, Cena over Stephanie to put, like, to help. I don't know. It's not even, like, give the rub to Daniel Bryan, but he doesn't need that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what it felt like to me. And then Stephanie's like, well, screw you, John. You have a match now against Kane. 
So that led right into that where John Cena actually defeated Kane via disqualification because Kane wouldn't, uh, the ref was doing the five count in the corner. Kane kept kneeing Cena. I, I, do you think that Kane didn't look as strong as he should have? As in Kane has become soft. Do you? I do. Like, I feel like after last week or two weeks ago, we saw Kane brutally beat the crap out of Daniel Bryan. And now... Well, we didn't see that even. What do you mean? When did we see uh, Kane beat up Daniel Bryan? All right, maybe a few weeks ago. I don't know. But I feel like after rolling with all of that, the fact that he can't completely take apart John Cena, I... uh, What's the point? What does that say about your champion? But, however, when John Cena, can, Kane dragged Cena out to the ring, out of the ring, fuck. He dragged him out of the ring, and Cena ended up getting the upper hand at one point, throwing the steps at Kane. But John, just, be, just because it got over the night before doesn't mean you have to overdo it. Well, and then John got away from that. He ran away, which is also uncharacteristic of John Cena, I think. He, he didn't. I don't think he ran away. I yeah, he knocked Kane down and then walked away. Yeah, but he still stood there ready for the challenge. And then Kane eventually got up and then tore apart the commentary table like Alicia Fox. I, I don't think you. I thought it was fine from Cena. I mean, he still stood there waving him on to get back up. Then when he didn't get back up, he walked away with the referee. Well, I mean, yes. it's not okay. It right, would, okay, it, you're right. Yeah. If it, if anything, it would be uncharacteristic of John Cena to kind of Continue. pounce on Kane yeah. while he's down. You're right. I'm wrong. And then, <laughs> but but then, for the record, that may be the first time uh, this year. No. Ever. No. <laughs> no. You're you're wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the wrongs. Yeah, but did um, you did you think that aftermath with Kane was like Alicia Fox? Um. Very very uh. It's high kind school of, or middle yes. school girlish of Kane to do that. Yes, even though they're separate because one's crazy and one's angry. Like, you know what I mean? But it's still the same same thing of destroying the commentators. I, I just didn't have to happen. It didn't – seeing Kane destroy a commentator's table didn't make me think, oh, wow, Kane's pissed off or Kane's a monster. Like, look what he's doing. Right. Like, exactly. I, I, if, it, if there's no point to what is being done, then there really – there's no point to do it. But maybe there is a point. We don't know. Maybe we'll just have to see with Rusev. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll right. have to see. But speaking of uh, Alicia Fox, the next thing we have here is Foxana teaming up again. I hated that I just said that. Alicia Fox. I was about to Asana. say I like that. Foxana. That's their name, by the way. Is it? Yeah. Um, well, unofficially, I guess. But Alicia Fox and Oksana teamed up, uh, I guess, to... to uh, Penalized Nikki for I guess Bree's actions. Yeah, against Brian's makes, actions makes tons of sense. But uh, um, yeah, I thought it makes made sense. I mean, to penalize her for being Bree's sister. Yeah, we've seen it before. Like again, it's something that's not, that's know. common with pro wrestling. If you can't get your hands on that wrestler, you're gonna go after what's close to them. You're gonna go for their tag team partners, your, their family members. I mean, yeah. So while well, they defeated Nikki. And uh, it was a good match. Yeah, honestly, Oksana looked good, and Alicia Fox shined in this match. Um, and that post-match beatdown was good, too. Except they should have been disqualified after the match. 
The referee yeah, should have done the five count yeah. and should have reversed the decision for attacking yeah, but that, Nikki. But that's something that we see happen a lot. Which is bullshit. Happen. And I get really frustrated when that happens. And I just want a, a ball of energy, a ball of hate inside of me. And one day <laughs> it's just going to come out and I'm going to be on film lighting things on fire. And you'll see on the news be like, oh, local person filmed a video. Yeah, um, yeah, but overall, it was a, it was definitely. I, I was a big fan of the match. I'm always a fan of seeing Oksana in the ring, and I'm definitely a fan of seeing Alicia Fox and how much she has improved. Yeah, um, she really has. I don't know if it's. I guess it's the will in these uh, current divas right now, but I can't help but think that some of it has to do with Sarah Del Rey being uh, helping these wrestlers, these female wrestlers, kind of. Uh, perfect their craft that's what i'd have to assume um so i think i think it's great but back real fast to what i said about being on the news if anybody is listening to this and uh or if anybody's listening to this and they're they work with a news station or anything uh you could go ahead and throw some cooking with brandon episodes on the news or something let me know throw anything throw some marking out stuff on the news it'd be cool yeah, do it up. Not that I think that ever happened, because whatever. Uh, not talking to anybody specific, Skype, Stanford. Yeah, um, right, okay. Moving on to the... <laughs> yeah, that was a real mark of you, that's cool. Moving on to the goods. Uh, starting off with Wade Barrett and Cesaro taking on the team of RBD and Sheamus in losing effort. Wow, you Cesaro. Said exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, Cesaro and Paul Heyman both left Wade Barrett to kind of fight for himself at the end. Yeah, uh, I do think that there was no reason why RVD and Sheamus needed to win this match at all. Uh, but honestly, everyone in this was good except for Van Damme. Uh, I think that I'm fine with it. I like the fact that Paul Heyman pulled Cesaro out of the like pulled his leg and pulled him out of the ring to prevent him from being bro kicked. Yeah, um, I I'm fine with it for the fact that it shows that. Like, I feel like this match, the only point of it was to show that Cesaro and Heyman are out for themselves. Um, that's really the only point that I could see of this match. Right. I, I, I see what you're saying. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. We also, we had Bo Dallas taking on Kofi Kingston, which I guess, not a rematch, or it was a match. The match that, that should have been. Happen. Yeah, right, okay. If you want to call it that. A weird <laughs> nickname. But uh, Bo ended up defeating Kofi Kingston. There was maybe like one minor mishap when Bo went to hit his finisher. But for the most part, it was a good match. The bad thing about this match was the crowd. Big yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, chanting Bo uh, Bowing instead of boring. like Yeah, and then commentating was terrible too. Yeah. Which I still, it just frustrates me when they say... When like they act as if Bo Dallas wasn't in the Royal Rumble two years ago, I really can't stand that. They're it's not the same person. It's the same freaking person. It's it's. I think it's not. I think it's different in the way that you wouldn't make. They don't make reference of Bray Wyatt as Husky Harris. That's different. That's not. He's not Husky Harris. He's Bray Wyatt. He uh, was Bo Dallas. He was in the Royal Rumble. He was cocky as all hell or whatever, and got. A chance to be the in only the Royal that, Rumble. The only thing that should, they should be mentioning is that he came up, and this is a completely new side of him that they'd n never seen before. Right. Um, before uh, previously, when we saw him, 
he uh, lacked this enthusiasm about him and this positivity right. and then that they could really sell turned it off. himself then around. They, then they could really sell Bo leaving. Yeah. Which they're not doing, and it's really making me pissed. Yeah. So. Uh, Los Matadores defeated Slater and McIntyre. Yeah, three-man band. Rods again. Um, I'm a fan of Hornswoggle keeping the hair like that. I don't understand why. I don't either, but it's just funny. Uh, but he did come out with a wig on, an yeah, afro wig, afro. to uh, hide his haircut, uh, his Hulk Hogan haircut. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, the, match, the match itself was fun to watch. And uh, like I said, when we were going over Payback, I wonder what's next in their chapter. Hornswoggle and Torito. Um, we also had Luke Harper and Eric Rowan cut a promo on the Usos. And it's really it's nice to hear more of Harper without Bray being there. It's uh, Yeah, I think it's a further point that at some point we are going to see Luke Harper break away from Bray Wyatt and Eric Rowan. And it honestly, I still think I could see Luke Harper at the top of the chain. It's weird. I, it's weird to like look at that, look at factions even, and be like, and, and try and think of them what they what they'll be without. I definitely the only the one thing disadvantage of Harper is that he's older than all of them. I think I, I forgot his age, but I think he's up there. I'm not positive on that. Um, However, yeah. I do think he is up there in age, but it's one of those things that. If uh, thirty four, yeah. So that's not that. That's older, not too though. bad, but you're not going to have uh, more than six years out of him. Because if go look up how old Ziggler is, he's not. He's not that young. He's around my age. I don't think so. Oh, thirty three. Yeah. See, I, I thought he's around Zach's age. Yeah. No. Which is like another thing. That's why. <clears throat> which I've said this on the show before, but. It's one of those things that WWE isn't building young talent. And they need to start building the younger talent. If they want to yeah. have a Same future with one day. Miz is 33 too. Right. And if they want to have a future one day, like right now it's fine to have who you have. But who you have currently, John Cena, he's up there in age. Triple H um, is even more up there in age. To, Fandango is 32. Right. I mean, well, I mean, when you look at it, it's not too bad because if you look at it, I was actually thinking about this the other day, like the age of the wrestlers and the fact that back in the day, uh, like AWA, like WCW, WWF, uh, you had a, a majority of the wrestlers were very old. Yeah. And have like been around Vern the block. Gagne, who's like probably still a thousand years old. Yeah. But you had a lot of wrestlers that were very old. Um, I mean, you had your Hulk Hogan's, your Warriors. I mean, the youngest wrestlers that you had back then were probably the Rockers. I mean, compared to the entire rest of the roster. I mean, even Razor Ramon, when he came into the WWF, he was already older because he had his entire career with AWA. But if you look at our, not our generation, but the younger generation of, like the Attitude Era, let's go there. Okay. I think Undertaker was like 25 or something when he debuted with WWE. Okay. So it's one of those things like, yeah, they did a, a great job at look where he is now. Basically retired and 
It's one I'm of those things. Words. What do you mean about the age wise with that though? Because they built him up at such a young age and he was able to retire and be in the business as long as he has. Yeah, but I think the Undertaker is a one uh, exception of this entire thing because there's only one Undertaker. I mean, this guy, he's had well, Look his, at the Rock. But the Undertaker, the Rock has changed and evolved. While the Undertaker, yeah, he's involved. He evolved, but not as much as everyone else. I mean, pretty much the Undertaker is the same guy that you uh, that you were getting back then. Uh, now, I mean, the only difference is you have some more moves, some less moves. You have a different haircut, attire, but relatively, he's still the Undertaker. I just not, not many wrestlers can say that or do I, that. I just think that wrestlers WWE needs to build them up younger and debut them younger and make sure that they're ready to be debuted younger and That's, have them. But why do that if you can guarantee you go with someone guaranteed that's going to be older and more mature that's been with your company for a little bit a little longer? Because you can't always have Triple H out there. You can't always have Cena. They're not always going to be there. No, but they're not going to always be there. But that's where you don't need that many young guys to step in there. But you need at least one or two or three to build them up, and they're not doing that right now. I think they are. They're they're not. I think they're doing fine with that. Like the last new champion with Daniel Bryan, he's even he's in his thirties. I don't think a champion has to be young. I don't think so either. I just think that if you're gonna have a company, you need younger talent to be the uh, the base. Yeah, but I don't think that's where I think that we we differentiate. I think you need someone solid as your base, and I think that you the older guys that have been with the company a little bit longer are better to solidify the company. I mean, you have also Kofi Kingston, another older wrestler. You have Christian. Let me, let me, put, it in terms, let me put it in terms of TNA. We want younger talent there. Am I wrong or what? Uh, we want, the, we want I don't young talent I, to be brought in and pushed. I mean, the thing is, the one problem that they have is like the wrestlers that they do have potential with, like... They're Drew McIntyre's. They're Justin Gabriel's. Who's also How, old. Drew McIntyre's 29. And, and, and uh, Justin Gabriel's probably like 32 or something. Uh, he's 33. So pretty much the average wrestler in the WWE is like 30, 34-ish. Oh, 30. We've only heard 33-year-olds so far. Yeah, but, <laughs> but because you do have a few – I mean, Sheamus is 36. You have a few people that are a little bit older, so I figured – that would bring it down, the average a little bit higher right. than the 33. I mean, but then outside of that, I mean, you guys like Drew McIntyre that they had so much with. He was going to be the next guy. He was the one. Yeah, he was the he's chosen 20, one. He was tw He's 29 now. Which would have – it's phenomenal if they run with him, which they are not. And that's the thing that when, when he debuted, that was perfect. He was a young guy that they could have built up and they just did not do it. You know, I, I'm – I still see that there's still chance in that, though. I mean, there's nothing against saying that he could be 33, 34 and not be the guy. But it's just something that they needed to do is build up younger talent. Zack oh, Ryder should have been built up. Kurt Hawkins should have been built up. But that's also why they have NXT right now. Exactly, and that's another, that's another great thing that you brought up, and they're doing that. They're just not doing it to the mainstream. Yeah, because you can't – why are you going to put someone that's so young and hasn't – uh, 
perfected their craft in the way of the WWE. But that's it's, that's what I'm saying, though. They can't have people who are ready down there. But the thing is, it's a hit or miss. I mean, you debut someone on WWE television, uh, not NXT-wise, but you debut them on like a Raw or SmackDown or something like that. It's hit or miss. If you If it doesn't go over with the crowd, if they get no reaction, if it's a dud, this person's career right. is pretty much done for for at least another year. Which I guess I mean, not everybody can be Brock Lesnar. Exactly, but you it just ruins so much. You you just even ruined so much money that you just invested in this wrestler. Even if you were just hyping him up with uh, vignettes and everything, and he wasn't ready for the call, you just wasted so much money on this one wrestler that just which, didn't have it yet. Which we've definitely seen in the past. But uh, yeah. speaking, speaking of, uh, but I'm okay, I'm okay with it all. I'm okay with the the age, especially because of how everything used to be. I'm okay, I'm okay with it. Yeah. But speaking of WWE putting time and money into stuff, uh, or just money, I should say, not time, Adam Rose defeated Jack Swagger. Uh, and I love, I have to say, I love that the Rosebud didn't come out to that weird theme prior to Adam Rose's theme song hitting. Yeah, I don't understand why they have to do that. What? I, I never understood why they had to come out to their their own like uh, it never trippy ish. It, not even it's trippy. Not, it's more like it sounds like an Indian theme. I don't know Indian theme. When yeah. I hear it, I think like stoned or on acid or something. Like I think it's, of it a, sounds like a sitar. It just sounds like you're eating an Indian. Yeah, I was gonna restaurant. say it, it's, it sounds like a off of uh, like uh, Sergeant Pepper CD. Yeah, like, like an like Indian. Like that yeah, yeah, that's like Indian stuff. Yeah, and sorry. When, when you said Indian, I you thought, thought like, Native American. Music. You racist. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Like, no, I understood what you mean. But I, I was a big fan that Adam Rose did a, a running uh, party foul. That's his, the finisher. Right. Instead of just doing the, like, just normal in front of him or whatever, I like the fact that he did it running and then kind of like uh, Swagger lifted him up into the air. And then he landed it, kind of like giving it more, making it look more impactful. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of that. I also like that after the match, the Rosebuds didn't meet him ringside. Yeah. And uh, I think that's a big, a big change that they did. I think it was a big change that the the entrance music too. I never understood that entrance music. Like you can't dance to that stuff. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's not. It's more trippy. It's just not really a. Uh, a dance party thing or anything like that. And I might be wrong, but I definitely think I saw less uh, costumes this week. Yeah. Apparently there was like Scarlett Bordeaux and a few other like uh, independent wrestlers that were in his entourage this week as well. Yeah. So it's kind of like becoming one of those like how whenever you had security, it would be a who's who. Like you could be like, okay, who's this guy? Who's like on the indie scene? Now, whenever his entourage comes out, everybody's like, okay, where's this indie guy? Who's that indie guy? Who's that NXT guy? Who's that? And I noticed the uh, the guy that dressed in the yellow wasn't there. Yeah. So that was a good thing. But yeah. that, was, that was Adam Rose and the Rosebuds. <laughs> that was Adam Rose and the Rosebuds. Their uh, smash hit. That sounds like something. Bell. That sounds like something big. We might have just created a new band. There, right? Um, the Wyatts defeated the Usos. Am I the only person that's happy to see Eric Rowan doing a new finisher? Well, I am. He had. I hope he listens to the podcast. What's the new finisher? 
Um, what did he do? He kind of, it was kind of like a pancake-ish, uh, or a flapjack-ish, but going down, off to the side. I have no idea what you're talking about. It was the move that he finished off the match with. Yeah, I don't recall it. Okay, well, it wasn't a stupid iron claw or anything like that. Isn't it the move that he's been doing, where he switches off? I don't know. I don't think where so. Where he starts on the right and then moves him to the left and slams him down? No. I don't think so. I don't know. Whatever. I'm happy to see it as his finisher, though. But And I guess this will make the Wyatts the number one contenders and uh, for the tag team championships because they beat the Usos. Give them the belts. I don't know. Give them the belts. I'm so. I'm really. I'm just still just so disappointed with what WWE did with the Usos. Exactly. The Usos title reign hasn't been anything spectacular. I mean, that's match- another. That's another thing. I don't know how old they are. They're probably in their thirties as well. But probably. It's like, damn WWE. You had something and then you just let it go. Dude, get over it. the The age group is going to be older than younger. I, I mean, even the the accession, I think, is is up there. But I'm just like, saying, like, I don't understand, like, their reign. Like, they had something, and they just didn't do it. They didn't... They did do it. They did do it. The Usos just... It's repetitive. It's very repetitive. You know that they're going to have the suicide die. that's the Usos' fault? Uh, you know... It's WWE's I, so. fault for putting the same matches, and then they just... Oh, no. We're not going to have you defend your titles. We're going to actually have you be John Cena's lackey. I thought that was the best thing, that the most entertaining thing that they did with the Usos in a long time. But that's so not I, what they should have done. They, they, I think they so. should be wrestling for the titles monthly. I think that that was fine. I mean, yeah, the titles should have been on the line, but the Usos haven't been doing anything spectacular, and I think that is on the Usos as well as creative. So. I think it's strictly WWE. I don't. I disagree if with you. If you're holding back a wrestler, what is what are they? If to they're do? in the ring, you decide. You you're, you're not saying okay. I'm gonna hit this spot, this spot. You're like you're not. It's you performing everything. It's repetitive. Well, they didn't change it up. I didn't realize we had a trained professional wrestler here. Yeah, you do. You do. What now? I don't what, know. what about it? I guess regardless, that's one. This was a great match. Uh, it was long and never seemed dull at any point during this match. And it was uh, probably, I don't know if it was the longest match on Raw, but. I think the big flaw with the Usos is that it's repetitive. Tell me that their matches are not repetitive in a tag team match. I don't know. Exactly. It's repetitive. You know exactly the spots that are going to be taking place. You know about the tag. The, the, but I, I honestly, I can't put that blame on them. It there's has nothing, to be WWE. It can't be them. Dude, there's nothing different with them. There's, they're bland. In the, ma- in the ring, they, they're doing nothing. I think they're doing what they're told. But even still, why am I going to tune in to watch that on a weekly basis when I know what I'm going to be seeing? Well, that's not what you're arguing here. I am. It's it's nothing I want to watch. I don't want to watch the Usos. I find it repetitive. I don't find it entertaining. You're arguing if it's their fault or WWE's fault. Yes, I do think – I think it's both. I think it's creative because they haven't done anything, even though I think that putting them with John Cena was the best thing that they've done in a while with the Usos. Because before that, it was just the same old shit. Um, and now it leads up to them with uh, to have a feud with the Wyatt family. So that was why you put them with John Cena while he's taking on Bray Wyatt. Because then you could lead that into the Wyatt family taking on the Usos. It can makes you, sense to put them together. But can you name like two other tag teams even? What do you mean? Can you name two other tag teams that could be wrestling for, for anything? Rob Axel. One. Um, right, Axel, and then I was gonna say, Los, no, 
That's it. Because it's not going to be Los Matadores. It's not going to be three-man band. So you tell me <laughs> how it how they could not be repetitive, and that's their competition. Yes. I think that that's creative, and it's also who's in the ring. Their matches are, are not are repetitive. I don't, I don't understand why you don't see with that. Because in this, every single match, you have every I, single I don't know. same exact thing. I watched this match on Monday Night Raw, and it was a great match. Okay, but every match before that, before this little thing with John Cena, every single, every single thing is exactly repetitive. Because we've seen these matches Okay, and also place. something else that t- doesn't make them stand out. When was the last time we saw a good promo from them? When was, the last time, when was the last time we actually saw a promo from them? They do that backstage and stuff. Okay, but when do we see it on Raw? In fact, I think we saw it this week on Raw. All right, well, I didn't really watch Raw this much. But even still, they're not really – they're not stand out. They're not standing out from anything. I don't know. They, I don't think – I think that it's a failed title reign. It did its job. It got them into the position that they have to be in to be at the top as opposed to in the middle. Now they are at the top of the tag team chain. You move that title over to the Wyatts, have them feud with the Usos for one or two matches, and but you have and then bring in Ry Baxel. But after Ry Baxel, you still need to, like you said, with the creative, you still need to be building up more tag teams, something that they are not doing. I think it was Most a mistake. I think it was a mistake for them to let the New Age Outlaws just float off. I well, think, but you just now you're going against what you said before with well, the no. Well, no, because it, they're still they were still an established team that they could have been there to make younger. But what are people. they going to do? You, I mean, but you you're talking about building up the younger talent, and now you're bringing up wrestlers that are in their forties. But who are the younger talent? And Billy Gunn's exactly, 50. and that's what they have to do. And they they have no tag teams. There's no tag teams in NXT. That's what they have to do. Well, that's what they're building up right now. This past week, they had another tag team uh, start wrestling uh, Jordan and something else. I don't know. I didn't. Whatever. So but they, they, they need, need more tag team wrestlers. Like that's why these matches, I think, are stale. You can argue whether it's the Usos or not. I think I'm, it's I'm arguing no both. Competition. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's strictly anybody. I'm saying it's strictly competition. exactly. I'm giving the benefit of doubt to someone in that field. I'm saying that it's either or. I'm not saying that it's strictly this person, strictly this person. I'm giving a benefit of doubt to one or the other. It's not this person or that person. It's well, you're saying that it's nobody. this person or that person because you're no, pointing I'm saying to that there's nobody. Yet. Creative, yeah, because there's nobody. Exactly. There's nobody to be, be wrestling the Usos. So then you're not point. You're saying that there's no, without a doubt, it's not the Usos. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. So you are not giving the benefit of the doubt to the creative, and maybe saying that it could be the Usos because there's nobody that there. There's no competition for them. Exactly. But the thing is, they have to bring. That's what they have to be starting to build. But then now you're bringing it up people that are in the 40s and 50s because it was it was at that time. When they, they took the titles from them or whatever, yes, they, but they, that did, was, they did exactly what they had to do at that time. They built up the Usos. Yes, and they that, that's what I'm saying. The Usos, that's, and that's what all. I'm saying. And then they went away and there was no division anymore. Yes, but they but even if they stuck around, what are you gonna have what are you gonna do? New Age Outlaws versus uh Right Baxel, two heels versus each other over and over. I mean the only other tag team that you have is the Shield. And you're not going to have the Shield be going for the cha- tag team championship anymore. I don't know. I think you're arguing the wrong point. I think you're not getting the point. I think that's what it is. No, you're not getting the point then. No. I think it's... You're, just... you're contradicting yourself on two different levels. No, I'm not. You're there's, saying that you should be focusing on the younger talent. There's one, and that yes, you're bringing but up a 40, 50-year-old tag team. But there's no When other they did exactly teams. what they had to do. 
There's no right, exactly, exactly. And but, but then, then there's no, there's teams. no other teams. What are you gonna? All right, but then, like I said, New Age Outlaw sticks around. What are you gonna? You don't have any tag team. You're gonna have a repetitive match of them versus Rybaxel, which shouldn't be happening anyways. No, it didn't have Los to Matadores. be against Rybaxel. Okay, be Los, Los Matadores. Matadores it could be, be anybody. They could bring up people. Bring exactly, up people. and that's what they're not doing. But whatever. So you're arguing the same thing. No, I'm not arguing the same thing as you. I, I am know. not. You are arguing something completely different. And you're still not saying that there's any way possible that it's any fault on the Usos of, uh, for having a, a lackluster title reign. I, there's no there, – to me, in my eyes, there's absolutely no way I can put the See? blame on so the Usos. So we're not arguing the same thing because we have like 500 different things right now that we're going back and forth with. It's the fact that there's nobody else. Okay. So then who are you going to bring up? That's what I'm saying. There's nobody. You can't bring up the Ascension because then you have you can't have a heel tag. Where's your face tag team? The only face tag team that you have Los is Los Matadores. And, and what the fuck are they going to do? And Why are they even on the roster? That's a, WWE Creative. They are a joke tag team. That is it. That's WWE Creative. There. The only other tag team that you have that could be potential is three-man band. And they, God forbid they do anything with them. And they are heels. As you soon have, as, but it's it's we've seen this in the past. As soon as there's been a good thing with with teams and everything, they split them up. Yes, but you're not. You don't have any face tag teams. We could see the return of people. We could see the return of teams. Anything, young teams could come back. What young team? Oh, I think you. Know. Don't say. <laughs> don't say what. Don't say new age out. No, I said young teams like Hawkins and Ryder. Moving on to the next segment. That makes no sense. Why they can't. Uh, Del Rio defeated Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, to qualify for the Money in the Bank match, which I don't think Do uh, Del Rio should have been the Are one to win that. Are you fucking serious? You could vent. This is for the Money in the Bank qualifier? Keep going. Why? Why the hell is Dolph Ziggler not in the qualifier? Why is he not qualified to be in the Money in the Bank tour uh, match? Them, especially because they're only going to have one match. I, from what I've been reading and everything, they're only going to have one match for one uh, briefcase. Not too like they've been doing at the PS. And that's not even the thing. That might not even happen. What do you mean that may not even happen? If Daniel Bryan can't compete at Money in the Bank, that Money in the Bank match will just be for the, the championship. Which is stupid. Is that what they said? Yeah. Which makes zero sense because... A Money in the Bank match should be for the contract. So then the, it's still – well, then you can actually have two matches. Then you can have Money in the Bank. But it's and WWE. You can have a, a but it's WWE. Let me remind six you. Six-way six ladder match. A strictly six-way championship ladder match. And you could have the Money in the Bank briefcase. But even still, Ziggler should be in that fucking match. He is entertaining. He is talented. He is the reason why people would tune into a pay-per-view to see him perform alongside every a uh, few other wrestlers. To see what he's going to do in a Money in the Bank ladder match. Because you know he is going to be stepping up his game and trying to outdo everybody else in that ring. Yeah. <coughs> and uh, I think he should be in it for sure. Damian Sandow should be in it for sure. And if they go that route where there's a championship match for the title and they don't put a ladder match, I'll be disappointed. A Money in the Bank match. I the still think that, there should be a Money in the Bank winner. The fact that uh, Sandow won last time, I think that should automatically qualify him. But then that's saying that because Orton won. Yeah, well, so did Del Rio. So. 
So did it Del Rio win the Money in the Bank? Not last year. Yeah, who won the Raw? Sandow. Wasn't last year? It was Sandow and Orton. Sandow and Orton. Yeah. And then the year before that was Del Rio and Ziggler, maybe. Um, I don't remember. But I'm I'm just talking strictly last year, not the year before. I just think that in general it should be. In the, general, the, the two best, the two greatest things that ever happened in recent history. I shouldn't say two greatest, but two of the greatest. After WrestleMania 29, when Dolph Ziggler cashed in the Money in the Bank, people went nuts. People would would go nuts again if that happened. And another thing that people went nuts for was when Sandow faced him this year, John Cena for the title. People went crazy for it. They had and then push- they just nope. Let's push Sandow this place. Let's dig a ditch and have him work his way out of it or something. If you want to make us tune into a Money in the Bank uh, pay-per-view and be entertained and want to watch a Money in the Bank uh, ladder match, you should be putting in the wrestlers that we want to see compete in a Money in the Bank match. I don't want to see Del Rio in a match like that. I don't think anybody does. Um, We want to see Ziggler. We want to see Sando. I want to see Cody Rhodes. I still think that he still has that uh, singles uh, title reign in front of him at some point. I think it could be like an eight-man... How many people have been in the... I don't even remember now in recent history. I mean, recently, I don't think that they've compared anything close to what they used to do. Well... I think back when, like, Morrison and Jericho, when all of them were involved in it, and Shelton Benjamin, the things that they were doing is a lot better than what they're doing currently with it. Well, I don't want to say that because it's like... (coughs) Kofi Kingston definitely shines in those matches... Which he is another one. I don't care. People will fucking disagree with me to the nth degree on that one. I think Kofi Kingston should 100% be. I, I think so too. I think that I, it's, it's just mind-boggling. I, I would even be good with uh, returning Evan Bourne to uh, uh, being one of those. Returning him? Yeah. Do you have he your has receipt, to at some sir? Point. Huh? I said, do you have your receipt, sir? You know, can I speak to your manager? My manager. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like where this is going one bit. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess we'll talk more about who we want in the actual match itself a little bit when we get closer to the pay-per-view. Maybe we'll actually pick like six people we want in there or I don't know. Yeah, but after that, we saw backstage, we saw Cody Rhodes telling Goldust that he found him a new tag team partner. And that match happened. Ry Baxel went out there and defeated Goldust and Sin Cara. Uh, the match was good, but I, and I, and I, I don't know. I wonder if we'll see him team up with Sin Cara again. Certainly. Hope. Yeah. Certainly an interesting team. Uh, I just want to see a goal, a heel goal does. I wasn't expecting Sin Cara. I was quite disappointed with that, but he's another guy that's just floating around. But, uh, our last thing on Monday Night Raw, the good. Wait, I just... What happens if yeah, this continues where Cody Rhodes is trying to find Goldust a good partner for him and Goldust keeps on losing and then Goldust gets fed up with Cody Rhodes' picks that he's picking losers and nobody right. that could actually win for hit with him. Everybody that that's Everyone that's bringing him down and then he just beats the crap out of Cody. I don't know. Or punches him in the face and walks away. Well, You're like, what up? Time will tell. Uh, something else time told 
was uh, the final match. Uh, Randy Orton, Orton versus yep. uh, Roman Reigns, was it supposed to be? Yep. Didn't happen. Uh, the Shield, they cut a promo before the match. Uh, Evolution came out, minus Batista. He quit. Just a reminder. Uh, Triple H grabbed the microphone, spoke about how there's always a plan B. And then we waited. And for that split second, nobody saw it coming. Seth Rollins had a chair in his hand because Triple H had a sledgehammer, I think. And uh, Yeah, he had the sledge. He grabbed the chair and ended up hitting Roman Reigns in the back. And then and he, we, then and he we hit all Dean saw, Ambrose. And we saw that look on Dean Ambrose's face where we all kind of sympathized and saw the look of shock. Empathized, no? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think it's funny how right before he hit uh, Seth, uh, how Seth Rollins hit Roman Reigns, you could actually hear someone from the audience yell, no! Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's funny. And then uh, after that happened, uh, Seth Rollins turned the shield over to Evolution, who attacked the shield, so... Seth Rollins is a part of the authority. Yes. Well, no, don't want to say that. Or evolution, or maybe still don't want to say that he's alongside. He has aligned himself with Triple H. Can you say that? Not yet. Next week we'll be able to say that for sure. I'm going to say that he has aligned himself with Triple H. So instead of uh, the evolution getting a new member, a fourth new member, we have a third new member. Maybe. So what do you think about all this? Do you like – all right, let's break this entire thing down. Are we okay with it being Seth Rollins turning on, being the one to turn? And that's another thing that was very surprising. That no I – don't, I don't know if I could say anybody thought that it would be Seth Rollins turning. Yeah, and I'm okay with Seth Rollins being the one to turn because honestly the other two um, wrestlers are good choices for the turn. Uh, I mean, they're good choices for the term, but I think that they're really good singles-wise and everything. And I Seth think, Rollins, I think, could benefit the most from absolutely um, from aligning himself with Triple H and being a uh, being a heel. And I thought it was a fantastic turnabout. I love the fact that it wasn't leaked at all, and it wasn't something I saw coming. Yeah, it, it wasn't something I was expecting at all. And for that to happen, and I needed you to see it right away. <laughs> yeah, Brandon, I was studying and reading my textbook, and then Brandon called me up and uh, had me get on Skype so this way he could replay it for me before I go uh, saw anything on Twitter or got a text. Because I, I was like, my reaction was just like I was laughing about it, like I couldn't believe that happened. Like, yeah, he, it was kind of funny because when he was trying to explain to me what he wasn't, he didn't want to tell me what happened. Because my whole deal was I was reading uh, some gross anatomy. Nobody wants to know and, about you dissecting bodies and stuff. It's, 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 it's a condemn. Nobody – I don't care. It's a body. It's, it was somebody it, living. It was somebody's grandmother at one point. It was. It she was. had a baby in her womb. I wouldn't go that far. Um, but <laughs> yeah. So – Not currently. What? I said not currently. Like, Hold on. You're getting me off my – whatever. I'm off it. Moving on. No, well, what were you saying? You were. I don't. I don't know. I you had know. you watch it, and I wasn't telling you what it was. Yeah, you wouldn't stop laughing or anything because you were so like, I guess, in awe of. What I was in. Sh- I, was, I guess you could say I was shocked. I was. Yeah, Brandon was definitely shocked. 
he kind of uh, marked out for it. I wasn't marking out though. You marked so out for I, it. I didn't being shocked, mark out. you. Yeah, being and the shocked. one thing you said, no, being shocked is not marking out. Eh, you were kind of marking out. I no. mean, why else would you call me to get me onto the? Because you made such an important it. thing. Eh, kind of marky of you. Nah, I mean, definitely marky of me, not marking out though. Eh, no. Debatable, debatable. No, some would say it is. Some would say it is. I could stand behind a podium and win, one hundred percent. You could stand behind a podium and lose too. No. I put a 100% on that that win, so it's like who's going to win the Belmont Stakes? I can 100% tell you it's not going to be me. Is it going to be California Chrome? I can't 100% tell you that. <laughs> well, that's too bad because I wouldn't mind making some money. Well, go to the OTB. Yeah, I have to He's, figure out who – I have to look at the horse to see if I want to bet on anybody. I, I don't else. like – I don't like betting on the one that's going to def like that's the front runner runner to win. I you like have the to, shots. You have to remember though, everybody defecates. So that's true. That's true. They, you know what they horse. say? They say the best horse is the one that shits right before the race. Seriously? Yep. That's the that's the urban legend. And the worst horse is the one that shits before the race and eats it. Pretty no, no. That's just <laughs> the stupid horse. That's the stupid horse. Oh, weren't we talking about Seth Rollins? Yeah. All right, is so there, is there a horse joke in Seth Rollins? I don't know. I don't know. He didn't make, say anything about Lillian Garcia or anything. Well, see so. why, why you have to bring up Lillian. I know that was wrong. Now That's you're mature. the Triple H. Of yeah, Lillian. I am the Triple H. That was stupid. Asshole. Seriously, my apologies, Lillian. Love you. Um, was listening to your CD earlier today. Thanks. Okay, go on. Um, going on. So, what do you think? Do you think that they picked the right member? Do you? You think that he yeah, and I, I do think I do think Seth Rollins is, has the most to gain. Uh, he's not the greatest on the mic, but he's not the worst. He's definitely improved a lot of the three of them. I think. Yeah, I still don't know. He, yeah, no, I the, don't know because Roman Reigns is kind of iffy with me as well. But I still think that's true. I would rather see Roman be built up as the main event babyface rather than. Well, yep. they're saying what their rumors are, and from the sheets, what I'm reading is apparently they want Roman Reigns to be in the main event, uh, WrestleMania 31. Like they want him to be to win a championship at WrestleMania. They want him to be like the next big guy, and they even brought up the name possibly he'll face Brock Lesnar for the championship. He could face Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Maybe I don't want to see Hogan as champion. Yeah, you'll see it. I that you heard that he could be facing Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 31, where Hogan's champion there. Where did you get Hogan from? Didn't you just say Hulk Hogan? No, I said Brock Lesnar. <laughs> oh, I thought you were you were joking. No, I was. Oh, funny. Got to have something to fill the time, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Consider we don't have anything really. Okay, you don't have to tell people that. Oh, spoiler. Spoiler alert! Once we get back from break, there's nothing. <laughs> but it doesn't mean stop listening. It means we're just going to randomly bullshit a lot. Which is why we had that 50-minute long, 50 long inter... Not interview. 50-minute long argument about tag team division. Yeah, because we can. Because <laughs> we can side banter. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that was Monday Night Raw. Uh, that, I mean... There's not more you, not much more you could say about that other than I think you everyone's going to gonna be tuning in next week. That's for sure. Yeah, you have to wait till next week to find out what exactly happens and what. Now, both Chris and uh, Brad 
texted me, they have the theory that what if Seth Rollins is being used to infiltrate the authority and kind of uh, get their trust and then betray them? I don't know. What do you think of that? I I don't think that's going to happen. And if it does, it's not going to happen anytime soon. Um, I kind of feel like they want Rollins uh, – they want – Reigns and Ambrose and Rollins to be on their own for a little bit of time. Um, figure they're, you're not going to see uh, Reigns and Ambrose attack Rollins anytime soon. There's, I mean, you're, you're going to, because figure that's going to be the reason why you tune in every, uh, every week. You're going to tune in to see Rollins get his ass beat and finally see Reigns and Ambrose get their hands on Rollins. So they're going to make you wait. Another thing that we didn't bring up. There's now three of them and two of the shield. Yeah. Do we see somebody else getting brought up as a member of the shield? Do we see somebody aligning themselves with them? I can see so. I mean, we saw Kofi Kingston get beat up by Kane and have his issues with the authority. What happens if Kofi Kingston aligns himself with the shield? Not as a member, but kind of like with the Usos and Cena. He just aligns himself with them to even at the uh, – playing field i also i know what's going to happen is i'm gonna tune in and watch it unfold every monday night i mean if anything i think it's gonna mean i think it's gonna stay with as ambrose and reigns and you're gonna see it all lead up to maybe ambrose versus rollins at a pay-per-view yeah for SummerSlam probably I mean, I don't really see Reigns being involved in that. I could see Reigns taking on Orton in a match, in a singles match, and then you see Rollins versus Ambrose in a singles match. I don't see Reigns getting his hand. I don't see Reigns getting a match with Rollins before Ambrose does, because with them being the past tag team champions, being the tag team that they were, um, I see Rollins and Ambrose being kind of the focus, and then. Reigns kind of separating to be into uh, matches with larger names, right? Um, so it's going to be it's going to be entertaining as all hell. It's going to be, be one hot summer. Matches. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's all we have for Monday Night Raw, as you said before. Some outside of the ring news. Well, wait, no, no. Let's <clears throat> let's take a break. Yeah, you want to take a break? Yeah, let's take that break real quick. All right, let's take a break. And we'll be right back here on Marking Out. Hi, this is Chrissy Rivera, queen of the Combat Zone and also NYWC Starlet Champion, and you are listening to Marking Out. Welcome back to Marking Out, episode 174. Uh, we're going to kick this second segment off with some cat noises. Meow. 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 So that was that. <laughs> What? That was an awesome segment. <laughs> yeah, all point uh, one second of it and everything. Uh, the next segment, we're gonna do some uh, dog noises. Oh, I thought you were gonna bark. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear the dog noise segment, that's gonna be on next week's show. Jeez, oh, what are you eating, by the way? Uh, one of those freezing pops. Oh, yeah. Great summer treat, which it's still springtime, but. Yeah, you can buy them from Walmart for like two dollars, and they give you like a box of like thirty. Yeah, awesome. so let's talk about NYWC. They had oh, wait, want to go with the WWE outside the ring? Oh yes, yes. Sorry, sorry. All right. Um, 
First, uh, apparently the WWE is doing something really great that I guess I'm guessing that it involves Triple H's uh, doing, but they're setting well, out. Well, that's not to say Triple H because, I mean, they've done stuff oh, like yeah. this in the past. I, I, but I'm sure he played a part of it too. With helping like yeah. drug addicts and everything. And yeah, they're, they're continuing their like good uh, relationship. Their good with nature. Yeah, their good relationship with uh, former wrestlers as now they're sending out uh, letters to them where former WWE talent can apply for a scholarship program for continuing education. And they're also sending them stuff for financial planning. So I think that's really awesome of them. I heard Terry Funk's going to college now. Yeah, no, you're going to class with him? Imagine, imagine taking class with Terry Funk. That's He's a terrible impression. Like, just like him. Nailed it. Well, you do a Terry Funk impression. It's a difficult one. I can't. I'm not booked. Ass. Um, Tamina Snook uh, underwent knee surgery uh, yesterday, I think. So I think it's safe to say that she's out of wrestling for a little bit of time. Maybe she'll be better when she gets back. Yeah, maybe. And uh, I hope I hope she heals up very fast. I never wish injuries on anyone. Besides Randy Orton. that No. Uh, Oh, you did. When? You when he was champion. You wish. Are you unplugged got, right now? You wish that he got injured. Is your headphones unplugged? No. Okay. No, it's I remember it. that. Um, Jim Ross. I don't wish injury on people. There's no way I said it's that. Vince Gordon, you did. There's no way I would have said well, that. Listen back, listen. I'm back. not Hitler. I would have never said that. You did. It happened. Uh, you did. Um, Jim Ross was ho hospitalized last night. Uh, Thursday night. Apparently, we don't know what it's from or whatever. He tweeted about it. Hopefully, everything's A-OK -okay and he's healthy. Yeah. Um, hopefully, it's nothing serious. Apparently... No, hopefully, it's nothing serious. Yeah, that's what I said. Because when you said something serious. Oh, nothing serious. <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> wish that upon anybody. Um, apparently, there's, everybody knows about the... <laughs> well, what? I just think that's so funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> really? Yeah, because you're like... That was like a five-second delay. I know. I was building up inside of me. <laughs> just like thinking back. I don't know. I still don't even know if you said it. I only know when I back go back and... I probably yeah. did. Probably did. Hopefully um, it's something serious. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Steph, apparently everybody knows that rumor with Stephanie McMahon and Randy Savage. What? Everybody knows about how they slept together. What? How he took her virginity. Every, everybody knows that rumor. Apparently, for the first time ever, that rumor is going to be actually discussed and spoken about on the new Randy Savage DVD. Apparently, Stephanie McMahon uh, speaks about the rumor. So, kind of uh, intriguing, especially about the source of the, uh, the topic. So, How old was she? I don't know. I don't think old enough. <laughs> um, WWNXT, let's talk about briefly. Uh, Sasha Banks is alongside Charlotte again uh, after taking a absence from the live episode. Yeah, well. Why? 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 Why does that make any sense? Why is she going to be with her uh, the week before and then the week after, but not on one of the most important nights of her so it, far wrestling career? It might just be because they wanted everything on Brett and Rick. I guarantee you Sasha Banks was going to take away that much from... No, no, it's just that it's they don't want 
somebody I mean, they, else. They, they could have even shown a bo- backstage segment of Sasha Banks wishing her luck. Yeah, I. They could have done. They could have done something like that. I think it was wrong of that to not happen. Yeah, um, and Summer Rae made her return. Uh, it was kind of weird because she, uh, she, she cost Charlotte the match, and then she ended up beating the crap out of Bailey with. Summer Rae and uh, I mean with uh, Charlotte and Sasha Banks. Well, fast. Let me rewind. The other week we saw Sasha Banks cost, or Charlotte cost the match for Sasha, or what? Um, yeah, for the uh, pay per view. Right. I so. mean, for the uh, advancing the tournament. She yeah. Cost her the match. Yeah. So maybe it's going to be a thing that we see within them, and then they'll implode. Yeah, I mean, Summer Rae wasn't with them for a while, but they're the best friend, the BFF. Sasha well, she was always there in spirit. Yeah, Charlotte, Summer Rae, and uh, Sasha Banks. It was just kind of awkward with her losing because of that, but then it led for Paige and um, Emma to return to NXT to make the save. Um, also, we saw the debut of Tyler Breeze's music video, uh, which is his theme song, sung by himself. Do we see Shawn Michaels having any competition for self song no. uh, songs? Theme no, songs? because Shawn Michaels' theme song is actually good. <laughs> I don't know if people get pissed off at me for saying that, but I don't know. I'm a fan of the Tyler. I, I really just because, don't. just because it's funny. It's not, not something I'm jumping at to buy on iTunes. I'll yeah. tell you that. I'm still uh, up in the air with whether or not I want to buy Sami Zayn's theme song. I think uh, it's kind of like a ska song. And mm-hmm. I think they could have done so much more with it, giving it lyrics or something. Well, uh, we also saw, uh, I guess we're going to see in the future, Tyson Kidd versus Adrian Neville for the NXT Championship Round 2. Um, I'm unsure when this is going to take place, whether it's next week or in the future, but they did agree to one more match. So it's going to be interesting. Did you? Uh, what did you just I'm say? You don't know when... When it's going to take place. I don't know if it's going to be next week on NXT or for a future event on oh. NXT. Um, it should be eventful regardless. That's so, um, yeah. Let's move on to some NYWC wrestling. How's that? You know what I want to say first? Say it. I just want to say thank you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, last night on Legends House, I have to see it still. And I heard it was one of the funniest episodes with uh, they, they did a roast. So, of who? Uh, I think it was just all of them, and they had like Iron Sheik showed up and everything to do it. I don't watch the show. I don't find it. I don't know. It's dude. I, last week's episode was I was dying the whole thing when they did. Uh, they had a like. It's not like the. It's like the newlyweds game, but not like how well do you know your your person you're sleeping in the same room with? Uh-huh. And. Just to watch Duggan and Piper cheat was so hilarious. At one point, they needed what was what's the one thing you can't live without? And uh, Piper wrote on his hand "wife," and Duggan had to say all he had to say was "wife," and he looked at Piper's hand when Piper tried to cheat, and they go, "What's one thing you can't live without in your life?" And uh, Duggan goes, life. (laughs) (laughs) And it cuts to Pat Patterson. He goes, what the hell? You can't live without life? Is he dumb? (laughs) It was so funny. That's funny. You should just definitely check it out for Duggan. uh, I'd I'd rather watch Total Divas then. This is funny, though. I like Shawn Michaels on last week's episode. They went fishing. 
Yeah, I saw that on YouTube. I didn't care. Well. Fact. Didn't care. You just call me what? <laughs> How many times can I use that joke in a year? Eh, I'll still probably laugh every time. It, majority of the time, it's going to be a fake laugh, but I'll laugh for you. Fact. Um, NYWC Fusion took place where we usually, when we do have two suicidal six-way matches, and the winner of both matches end up taking on the current Fusion champion in a triple threat match as the main event. Um, I guess you, what do you, how do you want to start this off? You want to start with those matches? Let's just, let's just go from the start. All right. Let's say JT Kaysen defeated J-Red. Yeah. Um, we also had Jesse Vane defeat Apollyon, both, uh, Bill Carr, Apollyon's tag team partner and Matthew Justice, Jesse Vane's partner were, uh, not present, but Jesse Vane picked up the victory over Apollyon. That's pretty surprising. That says a lot about the tag team, uh, the tag team itself. Yeah. Of Jesse Vane and Matthew Justice. Uh, this one, I don't know who the other five people in this suicidal six way were. Uh, I don't have those notes in front of me, but Anthony Neese, Anthony Neese picked up the victory. Oh, that one. It was ba 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 it was the solution, Alvin Alvarez versus Tony Nese versus Black G's versus Kip, uh, Francis Kiplin Stevens versus Justin Toxic versus King Mega. And as you just said, Tony Nese picked up the victory in that match. So Tony Nese will take on flawless Blake Morris, the current Fusion champion and an unknown uh, opponent. Yeah, we also had J-Ro defeating Stockade via disqualification. And so this is another match in their uh, monthly, feud. I guess. Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting because Stockade just cannot get a break. He, there's no way that he could defeat J-Ro. Yeah. Uh, J-Ro has cheated in the past and he has not been caught. While Stockade will cheat and get DQ'd. Yeah, well... So, so we'll, we'll, I'm sure Stockade is getting very frustrated at this. We'll definitely uh, see what happens next in their there. book. What, we had the other suicidal six-way uh, Yeah, who was uh, in this one? Place. This was Braden Knight he, uh, taking on Grim Reefer, Jigsaw, Rex Lawless, Chainsaw Joe Gakes, uh, Gacy, and the Kentucky gentleman Chuck Taylor. And the winner of this match, moving on to the main event, is Rex Lawless, uh, formerly of the Order of the Black, now more, more recently taking apart the anybody from CZW that comes into NYWC. Uh, Rex Lawless moving on. Yeah. Up next, we had the NYWC Championship on the line. It was a tables match, correct? Yes. Uh, no, that's what's upcoming. Oh, well, okay. Then was this just a normal match then? Uh, Baba Boo. What? Stop saying Baba Booey. Sorry. Yeah, no, this was a normal match. Okay, so this was a normal match. Uh, Mike Mondo defeated Mikey Whipwreck. Uh, I know tables did, there were involvement somewhere here, so uh, at the next event, we will see a tables match between yeah. them. Yeah, the next show, we're going to be seeing that tables match take place, so it should be entertaining. Um, we also had, um, Ari Cadenza defeats Sammy Pickles in a match. Uh, Cadenza once again dominating that uh, women's that Starlet division. Yeah, um, there was nothing. I don't think Pickles even had a chance in this match. I don't think so either. I mean, she did put she did put forth a fighting effort, but 
let's be let's be serious. Is is Cadenza beatable? I mean, with Crusher Dugan by her side, it's going to be very difficult. And I, I don't know if uh, Debbie Kane got involved here at all. I uh, yes, she actually made the save at the end of the match. Okay. Um, yeah, I actually had the pleasure of watching this match on. I think it was Facebook. One of them posted it, so I got to watch the match. It was a it was a, it was a good match. Um, but she was going to hit the condenser bomb on Sammy Pickles and pretty much take – it would cr- completely crush Sammy, uh, Sammy Pickles. Um, and Debbie Kane came out and made the save, pulling Sammy Pickles away from harm. So yeah, um, we also had uh, Ultimo Maya defeat Jabalai Jr. Jabali. 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 <laughs> I say it like he's Amish. I say it like he's Amish. No, okay. Jabalai? I was gone with... Is that like an Amish name? I don't know. I was gone with more of a jambalaya type of thing, but... Oh. Yeah. But J- Jabalai? Is that apparently, what you're saying? Apparently, uh, Stone Cold wanted to sing that this year. Sing what? Jabalai. Well, I don't know what Jabalaya. that is. Jabalaya? Is that Jambalaya? it? Jambalaya? Jambalaya. Jesus is that it? Christ. Is that the song? I guess. Sing it where? It's at at <laughs> WrestleMania 30. <laughs> That's funny. Apparently, like, he wanted the words to be on the uh, whatever Titantron that they had. He wanted the words to be up there so that the uh, crowd could sing along with him, and he actually wanted to sing the song with the crowd, I still but they turned it down. I still think that was a terrible segment. And I still think that was one of the best segments I've ever seen. I don't know. In most recent, in most recent history of WrestleMania. The NYWC Starlet Championship was on the line that the uh, Starlet Champion Chrissy Rivera retained her championship, defeating Rick Cataldo, who we saw return make his return last event. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to see uh, Chrissy Rivera get uh, revenge on Cataldo, especially after last time where uh, she just beat the crap out of Chrissy Rivera. Um, so it was definitely good to see her get uh, Chris Rivera get her revenge on Cadaldo. But who I you know what? I don't think this is going to be the last of Cadaldo we've seen in the past. Yeah, um, she's definitely one person to mess with. Um, we also had Papadon in action. The Greek god himself defeat Anthony Lacera. Lacera. Yeah, that's how I would say it. That's how you would say it. The MYWC Tag Team Champions are in... Well, that was weird. <laughs> what was that? You all right? Championships were on the line. Turn nine. Is that fucked up? The MYWC Tag Team Championships were on the line. Went to a no contest between the champions, uh, Rack and Sack. Yeah, Nikki Adams. And, and I think he rods. Milk Chocolate. Yep. And uh, yeah, Brandy so that, Summers, Brandon Knight, uh, Brandon Watts. Yeah, <laughs> Brandon Knight. So yeah, that, that match Watts. went to a no contest. I guess we'll see at the next event, maybe a, some sort of rematch there. Um, I could actually not confirm that right now. And but. then our main event for that evening was the NYWC Fusion Championship. Of course, the name of the event was Fusion. So uh, we had that triple threat where Anthony Nice was in it and Rex Lawless was in it. And the champion of the Fusion title was Blake Morris. The champion of the Fusion yeah, title? I, okay. Yeah. No, no, we'll I, say go it, I say we'll it how those Canadians say it. You say tomato, I say tomato. Yeah. So Flawless Blake Morris was champion and was defeated 
by Rex Lawless to become... Well, that's terrible. Rex Lawless is the new <laughs> champion of the Fusion. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you were fine before. Like... And your new NYWC Fusion champion is Rex Lawless. Um, Well-deserved. Yes. This guy, I mean, he just made his return of uh, from injury very recently. Made his return maybe two events ago. Um, so it's great to see him in this uh, aspect and yeah, to have the, the spotlight on him. I'm very, I'm very happy that he won this championship. It's very well-deserved. And I can't wait to see more. Yeah, for those that don't know, he's like this this tall, jacked wrestler. I mean, he <laughs> has he has he has the look of a WWE wrestler. I thought you were gonna say a tall drink of water. A tall drink of water. Yeah. He he has the build of a WWE of a potential WWE wrestler. Yeah, and I really and, do hope he makes it to WWE one day because I I enjoy watching his matches and I just I don't know. I too. He he's an awesome person, and he deserves it. Especially being a lot, being around NYWC as long as he has been, um, he has put his body on the line in cage matches uh, through uh, with a fluorescent, getting hit with ultraviolet uh, lights, uh, weapons like just crazy shit. Yes, um, and uh, deserves congratulations it. big time. Yes. And if you want to check out any future NYWC events, the next one coming up at the Sportatorium, June 28th, is Going the Distance. Yeah, you're going to see that tables match. Mike Mondo, the current NYWC champion, taking on Mikey Whipwreck. Um, you'll also see Flawless uh, Blake Morris get his rematch against Rex Lawless for the Fusion title. And we're also going to be seeing... Our Broski, the Big O, make his in-ring return. Uh, you do not want to miss this. Only $25 for the front row and $20 for general admission. NYWC Deer Park, New York. Do not miss this. Yes, three weeks from Saturday. Go to nywcwrestling.com for um, more. You got something to say? Information. Were you going to like finish <laughs> my word? When I said something, no, I was actually going to say it's very good to see Big O back in uh, getting back in the ring. Yeah, uh, he's been recovering from his leg injury that took place that ended his uh, champion uh, championship reign a little bit sooner than it should have. Um, so hopefully we get to see. Well, we'll see that next event. <laughs> yeah, talk about that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Sorry to laugh. Where do you want to go to from here? We got CZW or Impact Wrestling. Take your choice. Let's do Impact real fast because that really just... Okay. Uh, so Impact starts, whatever. First of all, the production value has gone down with their was backstage. It, was, it ever, was it ever up? Yeah, big time. Was it? They had one segment backstage where... Or not backstage, I don't know. It was some room where uh, Gunner was showing... Uh, Sam Shaw, those those Rorschach tests or whatever. Yeah, for or, some reason, I don't it, get it. Or what I, I assume were those tests because I couldn't see what was on it. I don't get what the entire association with Gunner and Samuel Shaw is. But they had like this, they had, I think the whole thing was overexposed coming from behind Sam Shaw because Sam Shaw was wearing white. So all you could see was his arms and his head. 
which was stupid. It didn't look like there was any outline to his body there. And then when Gunner would show him the picture, what we're supposed to see, we can't see because the lighting is so terrible. It's yeah. like, who approves that? Uh, it, it's just crappy. They should hire Chris, help him out with that. You had, you had Willow defeating Bram by disqualification, and now I don't even know if they're saying that Willow is Jeff Hardy or that he's not because I hear them during the match saying that, oh, those, are, those moves are like Hardy, but then you have Taz there calling him Hardy. Am I looking at the wrong results? I'm looking at Bram defeating Tigre Uno. Yeah, you're looking at the wrong results, brother. Six a uh, six way tag match, Lashley King MVP no. versus Aries no. and Wolves. I already told you that's not No. That's the most recent one that they had, I thought. No, one hundred percent no. Episode five seventeen. Oh here it is. Five seventeen, I was on five sixteen. You also have the American Wolves or what's their names even? What are their names? The in Wolves. TNA? Yeah, okay. So you wolves. have the Wolves in TNA, Eddie Edwards and Davey Richards squaring off in a match that nobody gave a shit about. They Eddie really Edwards they, picked up the victory. They really have lack luster in TNA. I it's like they lost their appeal. Um, I mean, they had a lot more. They were more entertaining on the indies. Yeah. Then you had a loser leaves TNA match ended in a no contest. That's creative. Cool. Yeah. Smart. And then in the match that I couldn't believe took place, an eight man tag first blood match. How the fuck does that work out? Ethan Carter ended up bleeding. And after that match, they were shown backstage. Bobby Lashley, Kenny King, and MVP were roughing him up. And Dixie Carter's like, you see that blood? That blood is in my system, too. It's my family lines. Let him go. And then they let him go. That was not a good Dixie Carter impression by any means necessary. I've had way better in the past, but yeah. I guess she hasn't. Then we saw the TNA Women's Knockout title on the line. Think that wasn't like this match was taped on nine five. Yeah, five nine. Oh, excuse me. Nine five didn't happen yet, buddy. Well, nine five, as in the the it's non-American a- way of writing it. <laughs> but that didn't even happen after the eight man tag. I don't think. Yeah. The eight man tag was the last match. I don't know if this is always in order, but even still, I don't get it. I don't like how Angelina Love is the champion. You wanted I, me to say something to remind you, which I don't think I needed to remind uh, you. Yeah, because now I'm seeing this. Madison Rain and Brittany with their entire – with Brittany being kind of obsessed with her, wanting her to – like in a sexual manner. Oh, Mickey James is pregnant. Oh, talking about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kudos. And the only Madness. reason why I say that is because this very much so reminds me of – well, not reminds me of, but it looks it like is. they're trying <laughs> to do Trish Stratus and Mickey James with that whole thing, but – yeah, uh, congratulations to Mickey James and Magnus, though. Um, I guess Madison Rain's voice. I don't know. Madison Rain's voice is really, really annoying. Yeah, she, it's just it's just kind of annoying. TNA. It's tough to watch. Oh, in something that's not even listed here, we have. First of all, oh my god, I was so pissed off. TNA went from one backstage segment. To another backstage segment, to another backstage segment, to another backstage segment, to a commercial break, to an in-ring segment that turned into the bromance. God, I really hope Robbie E. I'm not wishing harm on him. I hope he gets lost when he films that whatever amazing race show or whatever. I really hope he loses and whatever. I hope he doesn't win. 
I can't stand him. His acting is god-awful. He's like, oh, I'm scared of clowns, bro. Scared of clowns, bro. The clown is looking at me, bro. I'm scared of clowns, bro. I'm scared of clowns, bro. It's like, fuck, man. TNA, you suck. Bro. Fire your fucking writing staff. Yeah, Get new writers in there. Just with the scared of clowns stuff, they're trying to play that up on Twitter, too, with him being scared of clowns and the menagerie, Crazy Steve. like. Uh, and then Crazy Steve is honking the horn. Why is the clown honking his horn at me? And yeah. Then have DJ Ion, whatever his name is, going... Yo, we have a real horn. That's annoying. This pisses me off as well. Don't do that again on the show. <laughs> I think the fans will uh, appreciate that one. Yeah, well. Um, yeah, but overall, so I, it's stupid. It's and why, why can't Rebel? I see pictures of her with fire in her hands. Why can't she do it on TV? Are they not allowed to have fire in the impact where they're uh, where they are filming? I have no clue. Can they not have pyro? If they Maybe can, that... if they can't have pyro, then don't have the freaking girl come out with the fire things. What's the point of twirling around two sticks? It, I mean, come on. I almost they, got they ready. They have to be lit. I almost got ready to call you, by the way, during their entrance, the Menagerie's entrance. Why was it cool? Well, it didn't sound as that exactly like that, but uh, you had somebody's voice. I don't know whose it was. It's, it almost sounded like James Mitchell, but it wasn't Shut like. The fuck up. It, it almost sounded like James Mitchell's voice, but it wasn't James Mitchell. Okay. And I, I don't know who it was, and I don't know if they've been doing it in the past because I don't watch every single week. Uh huh. But they had a voice that introduced them. All right, I'll listen. I'll I'll listen back to it. Because yeah. I mean, the the menagerie is one of the few reasons why I actually would tune into Impact. And you just, just because you, I want to hear what they, I want to see what's next with them. I want to. I have. I think that there's such good things that can be brought out of that group. Oh, Knox is dressing like a a circus a lion tamer now. By the way, I think. Uh, one of those people. But uh, did you just mark out when I said James Mitchell? Or I said no way. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of sounds um, like you were marking out. Yeah, no, <laughs> so, how does it sound like I was marking out when I called you? Asshole. <laughs> oh, my God. You have to watch this. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that, ladies and gentlemen, piece. is the best acting ability of David's. It's a little bit more recent. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Screw you. But forget TNA. Yeah. Don't even bother. You I mean, pop you, off you, TNA. You're best off why like any indie show is better than TNA. I mean, TNA is I would I would rather watch TNA better make that makes TNA a little bit better than anybody else is that they have television exposure. That's it. Yeah, and like I said, I really don't see TNA lasting throughout the year. I like they don't I said have in a the past. contract past October, I don't think. So, there you go. That's I mean, what you announced you announced that first of all, Slammiversary tickets starting out at $12. Kudos. WrestleMania, I mean, those start at like maybe 20 but not really. I don't think that's fair to compare, though. Absolutely. I don't think so. No, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, Slammiversary is their biggest show. Nobody's buying tickets, I assume. I and think it's smart to have it as $12 because then when you more people record tickets. Yeah, when you record, it will look like you have a lot of people... And you won't have people, fans taking pictures of the areas of seats that are not missing with, uh, that are not being filled. And then we have their six shows, due to popular demand, my asshole, because those shows in June aren't, 
sold out. But we have uh, three shows in August for, at the Manhattan Center. We have three shows in June. June 25th will feature Great Muda. And I think June 26th was going to be the Destination X pay-per-view. Yeah. I think. And you, you said that you read somewhere that those three shows will go through October. Yeah, I read somewhere that they're, they may end up taping more than one event per night. So this way they have tapings all throughout like October up to their Well, the actually, their I could DNA see that. Deal. I could see that because if they do June, the end of June to July to the end of August, then you have August to the end of – August, yeah. September, the end of October and then – Because you only have like two you, – if you record uh, two to three events in one night, it's not going to take that long. I mean, and you can mix and match. Especially because you don't have matches on your freaking Impact Wrestling. You just go backstage segment, backstage segment, backstage segment. Do, 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 do. I hate that. Don't do that. I'm going to do it again. Random. Moving on to CCW. Uh, CCW Tournament of Death is coming up uh, on June 14th in Delaware, uh, Townsend, Delaware. You're going to be seeing the first round match. You're both, overall, you're going to be seeing Matt Tremont, Lucky 13, Danny Havoc, Masada, and a few others. Um, this is one of the most, I guess this is very similar to the old matches that Terry Funk and Cactus Jack used to put on in Japan. Um, very graphic. I personally cannot watch matches like this. I definitely um, can't. I can't stand matches like that, really. I I can't at all. I mean, I think it's just disgusting. Um, I don't know. I I'm does not. It, does it uh, maybe make you want to uh, puke? No? Not really. Yes. Um, CCW Prelude to the Violence took place last week on May 31st, uh, where we saw the CCW Tag Team Champions, the Juicy Product, David Starr and JT Dunn, alongside Shelly Martinez, defeat Los Bendejos, Jay Cruz and Jay Rios. We also saw the CCW World Heavyweight Champion, Biff Busick, defeat Danny Havoc. And we saw the CCW Wired Champion, TV Champion, Shane Strickland defeat Caleb Conley. Um, oh, and DJ Hyde defeated Ron Mathis in a Pains of Glass match, which is what? I think it's just you, exactly what it says. You just ha maybe it's the first person to put uh, their opponent through a pane of glass. I don't see how people do that. I I don't either. But you don't have to do that to entertain someone. It's kind of sad that people, some wrestlers do feel that they have to do that to their bodies. But it's not some wrestlers, it's some wrestling fans as well. I, I don't, yeah, I, I just don't get it. I don't see the draw. I mean, I do see the draw, of course, because there are people out there that do want to see uh, that kind of destruction. But it's, I, it's I one breath. I can't. It's, it's one breath short of a, a snuff film, almost. I, I personally can't watch it. Um, on the 14th of June, we're going to be having House of Hardcore 6 in a Valley Center. California, um, you can go check out houseofhardcore.net, not .com. Um, some of the, well, before the event takes place, they're going to be having an autograph signing uh, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. A huge, huge autograph signing. Yeah, it's called the American Icon Autographs. Uh, 
convention. I think no, I think American Icons order uh, American Icon autographs might be the like person sponsoring it. I'm not I think positive. I think that's the event itself. I think the event event itself is House of Hardcore Six. I don't know. Um, if you go to AmericanIconAutographs.com, they have all the pricing. Uh, you're gonna see King Mo, Ric Flair, Stevie Ray, Joey Ryan, Dennis Rodman, Mean Gene Okerlund, Mel Mascaras, Roddy Piper, Kelly Kelly, Keller Keller, Goldberg, Terry Funk, Gangrel, Matt, Mike Bennett. Everyone. I'm not the Wild doing... Samoans, Afa and Sika. There's um, so many people here. Yeah, Matt Hardy. There's a ton of wrestlers on this event to meet. Um, and they're all good prices, too. Yeah. Uh, and then, so, uh, what? Uh, did you say Ron Simmons? I did not. Damn. Yeah, Ron not. Simmons is going to be there. Kelly Kelly, Landstorm. So many people. Eric Bischoff. Go check it out. AmericanIconAutographs.com. Um, so then this is all prelude to the event that takes place a little bit later on in the night. Yes, at Harris um, Resort, yes, Southern uh, California. We're going to see matches like Mil Mascaris taking on Aaron Aguilera, You're gonna which be- if you don't know who that is, it's Jesus, the person that stabbed John Cena, quote-unquote. During that storyline, it was Carlito's bodyguard. Yeah, and this is the original Mil Mascaris. Like, there's no... Uh, number two or anything like this yeah this is the same guy um you're gonna have lance storm taking on mike bennett uh we saw them take uh place in an amazing match at ring of honor so they're gonna be locking up again yeah we'll see uh chris mordetsky which is chris masters uh issues an open master lock challenge to any legend another who will step up yeah i can only piper maybe no piper wouldn't do that um if it's not, hmm, I could see Rikishi stepping up. Sandman? But somebody better that I could see stepping up would be Ezekiel Jackson. I don't see Ezekiel Jackson, to, especially because to, you're mentioning a legend. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> huh. That's why I'm saying Piper. I don't see Piper getting into that at all. Terry Funk? No, I, if anyone then... Actually, no, because he's in the main event. If it's not someone like Rikishi or Ron Simmons, I don't even know. Would Dennis Rodman do it? He's considered a legend these days, right? Maybe. Um, <laughs> and you're also... So in the main event, you're, oh, uh, you're also going to have the Young Bucks take it on bad influence, Chris Daniels and Frankie Kazarian. Yes, in, but- our, in our main event, we will see an extreme tables, ladders, and chairs match... This is what I kind of wanted to allude to early, uh, yes, last week's episode when I said, when I had a Rebby Sky, whatever, but I don't have it this week. We're going to see Tommy Dreamer with Terry Funk in his corner versus Matt Hardy with Rebby Sky on in his corner versus Carlito. Uh, that, of course, what kind of match is that going to be? That's going to be like... I think that's going to be a really good match. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, no I've doubt there. Carlito, we've seen all of them in matches like this before yeah um, and what i would like to see happen in this match at least once is a pile driver from funk to rebby sky i think we'll see i think we could see that i think we'd also see that terry funk ladder spot where yeah. he puts it on his head and turns does a spin i think we could also see matt hardy come out and take his shirt off and then throw it into the crowd i could see that happening i could see matt hardy picking up the victory how's that one <laughs> that's a joke by the way yeah i know yeah I no see- i 
Yeah, I can see him getting the victory in this Sky is the limit. Sky it's, is absolutely It's going to be an awesome event regardless to check out. Three? Um, Houseofhardcore.net, Valley Center, California, June 14th, House of Hardcore. Go check it out. Yeah, remember big time. Don't dot comment. Don't dot comment. Especially dot com it last week. I didn't dot com it last week. Don't put words in my face. All right, what did you do then? I didn't go to the website. You Googled it. No, I didn't. Oh, yes. no. Oh, 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 I oh. Googled. What was that? What was I, that? I, I'm going to tell you what I Googled. <laughs> I Googled midgets.com. It's still a porn site. Oh, that's what you did. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't go to it, but I saw it. It still said something like, yeah, if, you, yeah. if, you, if you're a big fan of midgets, then check this out. They're naked. <laughs> They're naked. Um, yes, that's awesome. Uh, very cool, very cool. I guess let's move on with the show. It's time for some shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. That's right. It's time for some shameless plugs. Um, I feel like it would only be fitting that my first shameless plug goes out to Rex Lawless, your new NYWC Fusion champion. Uh, make sure that you go follow him. Go follow him at OOTB Wallace um, definitely has a bright, very bright future for this company, uh, for this business of pro wrestling, um, and a lot of potential with being a WWE signee at some point. So go follow him. Um, go follow the new champion. Also, um, as a weekly thing, you promote us during Monday Night Raw or throughout the entire week. I don't really care. Uh, we'll promote you. So go follow all of these people. Go follow Rohit at RohitCR2K and happy birthday to him as well or her. Uh, Darren at Thor's Hammer. Justin at Justin DeRosa316. Steve at Steve underscore of underscore Smeg. Nav at Sicky Fort Live. Eric at Montreal Broski. Rick at Violent Rick. Raul at Cruel Death Timer, Angie at Angie two four eight eight nine, President Bit at the pre- at President Bits, go follow Jobber Nation at Jobber Nation. Definitely check out Jobber Nation. Uh, Perry the Entertainer at the PTE Show. Also, we got Sinner at Sind Forty. Tainim at Avoc underscore city. Jasmine at reverse NMSage. Ron at Colts Metalhead. And Jasmine, I hope wishing you best of luck in your finals. Hope you're acing all of them. Uh, same thing with anybody taking finals this week or next. Yeah, and if you're um, listening to the show and not acing your finals, I'll be disappointed. Yeah, put the if you have to study, go study. Listen to our show when you get around to it. Study but, first. But if you get upset that I'm disappointed if you're doing bad, then just remember who am I. Don't be disappointed with that. <laughs> go follow B B at NYWC underscore sign guy. Uh, go follow John at Hopeless Soul. Canucks Wrestling at Paul Valbury one. Also go follow O'Day at O'Day Sui. And Trask at Trask Vanity. Uh, Vanity. Also, go follow Yes Movement Guy at Yes Movement Guy. Um, go follow Stephen at Shadow Is The Show. And make sure you're following Aaron at Heel Griggs. 
Um, thank you very much to everybody that promoted us. We much appreciate it. Uh, you all are awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Also, shameless plug to Allie. Go follow Allie at the Allie Cat 1122. Um, I've met her before. Awesome, awesome fan person. Um, she actually just treated, tweeted to us. She was going to be in the shameless plug segment, but I had to give her her own because she tweeted to us at marking out Dave reading out the shout outs sounded more like a boy reading the Torah at his bar mitzvah <laughs> that Warriors theme song. LOL smiley face. And when I first read this, I laughed out loud and I read it to Brandon. Brandon laughed out loud and it was just a very funny tweet. Um, thank you very much for listening to this show. Thank you for tweeting to us. And yeah, thank you very much. How many errors did you make when you were being bar mitzvahed? Oh, a ton. A ton. I'm like, I, I'm the only person I know that didn't make any errors. Like, uh, I was literally, I was literally so ready for that. I didn't want, I didn't even care about the party. I don't, I don't, that's because I you parties. didn't want to have a party. I had to convince yeah. you to have a party. I hate having parties. And then you imitated my theme. Didn't you do a wrestling theme too? David, I did a wrestling theme like 13 years after you had a bar mitzvah. Yeah, but <laughs> still, who did it first? Who did it better? Uh, my entire dance floor was by a wrestling ring made of balloons. Who didn't disappoint their cousin on their bar mitzvah day? You. Exactly. That's right, I didn't. You disappointed me on your bar mitzvah day, so. AKA your birthday. Yeah. But that uh, was uh, David Shameless Plugs. Brandon, any shout-outs? I'm Louie Anderson. Survey says Brandon shout-outs. I'm going to kick this off first with an anti-shout-out going to Rain. Uh, I went and saw, uh, for a second week in a row, a concert at Jones Beach. And yet again, it rained. Uh, I saw Rascal Flatts with Sheryl Crow and Gloriana, who are all great, but besides the point, uh, it said 30% chance of rain and it 100% poured, so I don't really get how weathermen do that. I'll be honest. I um, First, I thought Rain the Wrestler, and then I thought Rain the Beatles group when you mentioned, the Beatles tribute band when you mentioned, uh, or show when you said that. Um, I saw... When I saw Ben Perry and Brad Paisley, uh, it was pouring rain at Jones Beach. I thought it it really lightened up the atmosphere. It really brought out the concert and made it I a lot better for me. I can't stand rain. I don't know. I I think like there's something about it when to see have like someone performing uh, uh performing a concert and having it pouring rain. Um, I I just think it's an awesome experience, especially once at Oneonta. They had a tribute band, uh, almost Queen, performing with, of course, it's a Queen tribute band. And when they were performing uh, uh, We Are the Champions and We Will Rock You, it started to pour, like downpour. I mean, it was cool two weeks ago when Barry Gibb played in the rain and like it started raining when he sang uh, I See Your Eyes in the Pouring Rain or whatever it was. Yeah. So that's a weird thing, weird coincidence. But last week, man, when it poured... And it said thirty percent chance. Mm -hmm. I don't like an outdoor venue in the rain. Fuck that. I, I don't. I don't mind it. Uh, well, you just time... gotta protect protect your phone and your wallet. Yeah, that's yeah. And they don't even let you Darn bring your book bags there, so you, you're even less fucking able to. 
But time for another anti-shout-out, which will be going to WWE, which I guess WWE.com, uh, as they posted an article and photo thing about worst hairstyles. And on that list were Road Dog and British Bulldog's cornrows. And as someone who has had that on more than one occasion, I was personally highly offended and appalled that WWE would suggest that the hairstyle itself was bad or weird. They, they don't know any better. Yeah, so screw you. Yeah. And the last one is actually a shout-out, and it's going to The Miz. Uh, he was a guest on Deal With It uh, the other night, and it was really funny. Uh, apparently he knows a lot more about sex in the city than the average man does. And he, re and he retreated you. Yes, he did retweet me. And I still think people should go out and check that episode out if you haven't seen it. It's a funny prank show that Howie Mandel does. So I'm going to add something so. pretty awesome for the week. Um, John Cena recently made a little video uh, for uh, Brittany DePew, who was who's battling leukemia, and he made her wish come true. Uh, uh, it, it's just an awesome, awesome story. Uh, apparently, she is battling all of this. She held up a sign for, I guess, to get John Cena's attention, and yeah, so she has leukemia and reached out to John Cena and everybody was helping her. She also uh, has uh, Down syndrome. So it's kind of one of those situations. And John Cena came in there, put out a video to support her and really lighten up her spirit. And it's just awesome. Awesome story. And John Cena, once again, uh, proving haters shouldn't really be hating. Yeah. Uh, John Cena has... 100% my respect for everything that he does and the way that he gives back. He doesn't have to do this. It, it's just who he is, it seems. Yes, and uh, now it's time to move on to our... That's right, our Mark Out Moment of the Week. This week is brought to you by the Pay-Per-View Payback. Uh, Go figure. Seth Rollins taking that dive off the Titantron stage area, whatever you want to call it. It was probably, well not probably, it is the Mark Out Moment of the Week this week. Yes, it was awesome. Um, very cool. Yeah, you don't really see that kind of stuff too often. Uh, it came out of nowhere, too. Nobody, well, at least for me, I don't know with the skipping and whatnot. I didn't see him climb up the Titantron at all. But, uh, yeah, yeah, kudos. I mean, it's been a big week for Seth Rollins. Not only does he get the mark out of the week, but he's also the biggest heel of the week. I wouldn't so, say that. Eh, why? Who would you say? Uh, I don't know. Still, I don't know. Somebody else. Triple H. I don't know. Biggest heel turn of the week. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> but that was our show this week episode 174 which i think i said now three times on this episode that's right bring on home uh you can follow us on twitter at marking out uh follow or you can listen to past and present episodes on markingout.com you could like us on facebook facebook.com slash marking out you can look us up on youtube you can follow me personally on Twitter at BTTG161, I'm nearing 400, which is cool. 
Uh, you can follow Dave on Twitter as well at Dave the Rave underscore mo. I think he's nearing ten. Eighty. <laughs> I'm like nearing eighty. Yeah. 70. So, you got anything else to say? No, but we wish you the best, best of luck, luck in your future, future endeavors. endeavors. Have a great week. Oh! Week. Week.